And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> New name today Boss Souls. What? Boss Souls. Boss. It's supposed to be Boss. 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 B A U C E. Boss. Is that the official spelling? B A U C E? I think so. All right. The Massacre's Massey. And the Red Baron. Nero. Nero. Yes, so welcome to Getting Social Drunk on this wonderful April shit day. Very rainy. It's supposed to be nice out all day. Very sad. Anybody else sad with the weather? Yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Fuck, fuck what you guys think. How about that? It's <laughs> um, yeah. fair. Right? That's what I'm saying. Well, fuck Mark. Whoa, 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 whoa. She and Osh will be. Sure. That's uncalled for. All right. Bows. Gentlemen, what are we drinking? Maxine, you seem to have an interesting can. I have a... Uh, is it the Czech Dos Equis? No. <laughs> it, it is a Czech beer that I had in my room. It's the uh, Gambrinus Excellent 11. From this, from over here, it looks like... You know, it's funny. Kendall's dad said the same thing. <laughs> Kendall's dad only knows what Dos Equis is. Because of Kendall's Dos Equis shirt. Let's <laughs> try I think the X gave I got Bengali. Oh, sorry. Baus. Baus. Let's try it. Bengali from Six Point Brewery. Don't really know where. It's on the can. Yeah, I didn't read it. It's too small. Six Point. Is that in New York? No, find out. Baron. <laughs> Let's find the, out. The red variety. Also from Six Point, I have the GDH High Res. Uh, from. It says it's brewery near Brooklyn, New York, and Memphis, Tennessee. There we go. So. Mass Chris Massey's. I am drinking a Baus Souls Classic, uh, the Super Duper Double Citra. Did you forget a beer or did you bring that? I absolutely forgot a beer. Oh, Souls actually gave that to you? I'm surprised he didn't give you the high res and drink that. <laughs> Thought about it. No, you didn't. You just, you're mad that you didn't think about it. He he <laughs> did, and we all kind of guilted him into sticking <laughs> with the Bengali. <laughs> Try something different. There you go. Baus. I hope, I hope Massey hates it. You already had it. Matt's has had this before. I know, but it'd be really funny if he hated it. He dumps it out. <laughs> Here's uh, dumping it into my mouth. You done? Yeah. I have from Victory Brewing their new IPA, the No Brainer. Mm. It's a no like brainer. molecule looking thing, but it's got a hop in it instead of a, a, a neutron. Um, Jimmy. Yep. Good for you, Souls. Good for you. And or it's from Hugh. Downington, PA. Toast? Toast? I'll go first. Mine's the Tim Anderson. In the Chicago White Sox, um, just fucking raking it. Guy's insane. Guy's playing well. Yeah, highest batting average in BMLB. Hit a grand slam like a week ago. He's like tied for like most stolen. I think he leads the league in like stolen bases and hasn't been caught yet. Good bat flip. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's in here. Don't you don't you worry your little souls. Speaking of. My toast of excellence. 
I'm glad you could chime Way in. Way to on pick that. up on the cue there. <laughs> is today. Yeah. Uh, all right. My toast of excellence is to the Boston Celtics for making a clean sweep of the Pacers. And for Kyrie Irving going 16 and 0 in first round games. Yeah. yeah. So the thing, he's got like the highest winning percentage in the playoffs or something all time. Probably. The year that the last year, or last year he was hurt, and they got hurt the last time Cleveland lost. So can't lose if you don't play. <laughs> True. Clean sweep. Mass Chris Massey. Uh, fifteen year anniversary of Pat Tillman. So toast excellence to Pat Tillman. Good on you. I knew that, but I forgot about it. <laughs> My toast is to New York Yankees pitcher James Paxton for being the only uninjured player on the team. Still healthy. He'll be down. But uh, he his last few starts, he's been pretty lights out. But the bullpen yesterday. Bullpen yesterday, little shaky. I but saw, we won. I saw like the you guys know like the bad luck Brian memes. Yeah. I saw one that was like Yankees win on four twenty, celebrate by rolling joint, and then underneath it said the ankle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baron of the Red. Uh, mine's to the rat, Chris Massey. We were knotted up in fantasy baseball all week until the last, to the rat. Like, last, last half hour of possible <laughs> baseball, and he pulls away. Hold on. Rebecca I, shut me out. Yeah. 19 <laughs> nothing. Can yeah. I make Kendall feel worse? But to be fair, like, Rodon didn't pitch at all this week because the two games he was supposed to play, they, they canceled them because of rain. <laughs> so Abreu also didn't play. Like, the one game that they had this week, it was his rest day, which I don't understand. He didn't play because of rain. So my two big guys were like, not there. But don't you worry. Can I make Kendall feel worse? I made a move. Kendall lost to me when I forgot that we were even playing fantasy baseball. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> <laughs> we were like 9-9 all week long. I, think we should I had no the, idea. I think we should amend the rule. We have the majority of the people that are playing in it here present. Um, we need a majority vote. So how many people we got here? We got six. So we need we need five votes. We'll call it five votes, okay? So it's whoever comes in last place has to do the gross shot, right? So far, it's Kyle. But whoever comes in last place has to do the gross shot, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we should also make it that if Rebecca wins, she has to do the same gross shot. Full double shot. All right, so I need votes. Souls? If she wins the league? Yes, yeah, she yeah. still has to do it because it's Rebecca. Yay or nay for so, Rebecca? So I just want to make sure. So she comes in first. Yeah. So, so, so if, if this she comes passes, in last, the object happens. is to no longer come in first. I need time no, no, to no, think no, about no, it. No, 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 no. The loser still has to drink. No, I know. So like, don't come in last and help Rebecca come in first. Is that what I'm if getting that's at? how you want to play it, sure. <laughs> I really hope that gets you to last trying that way. But yeah, you got it. So yeah, I'm in with that. I need a yay or nay vote, Red Baron. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah I'm in. Yeah. I didn't get to you yet. Souls? Yay. Machine? Yay. Mass? Nay. Well, you're out. Number Are you serious? No, but. It's a yay or nay. You have to give a serious answer what you want right now. Keep I in think mind, I... I said five out of six. Rebecca's obviously going to say nay. So if you say nay, she doesn't have to do it. Can you not vote? What? No. He, he's voting yay. There, there's six people One, down two, here. Three, four, five. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I vote yay. All right. Well, I vote yay. Peer pressure. Ah! All right. Everyone pull out of the league. Drop all your players. <laughs> <laughs> then we all lose. Everyone cut your players. Kyle's cool doing the private, the gross shot. He does them anyway. Yeah. Anyways, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Matthew, check your phone. Did you do? Oh yeah, you did yours. The rat. Right, like not the phone, but check your fantasy app. I'll get to it. No, gotta check it now. Shout out to LB and Peter, both watching us on Facebook. Peter was asleep about five it minutes already. ago when I came in. 
So, Peter, good for you. Unless it's Ricky watching. Hey, he woke up for GSWD. <laughs> um, it's I. Excuse me. All right. <laughs> Don't know what that was all about. <laughs> so, we're going to do the shot trivia. This is going to lead perfectly into Mass's momentous moments. Mass better check damn fantasy team. All right, oh, Kyle. Shut the front door. <laughs> I know him, and he All won't right, do on, it. Hold on, hold no. on. I'm going to do this real quick. I don't want to do this. We're not live. Not while we're live. Do it on, do it on the break. Oh, hey, it'd be Kendall's team. What do you got for us, Riddler? Okay. Um, on this date, in 2016, the White Sox pulled off a bizarre triple play. How many players, how many defensive players touched the ball in root of the three outs? Seven. Six. Damn, Kyle took my answer. You know, sometime back, I think the Riddler and I were actually talking about this. Not recently, but it, it's in funny, the past. Because when that's happened, Paul tagged us all on Facebook for the video, and it um, popped up on, like, my memories today. Man, uh... <laughs> So what, what, what was said? He's I'm probably going to go higher than how many? Did, oh, six and seven. Six, seven. All right. Well, then I'm going to go eight for the sake of argument. <laughs> What's the highest number I can say? Nine. Well, there's only nine guys <laughs> on the field. Nine. <laughs> Come out of the bullpen. <laughs> I want to change my answer, but I can't. I know you lose. Okay, it's one. It's five. Oh damn. One. Philly said it with one. You turned a triple play with one person. Unassisted triple. You can. Yeah. First the Mets line drive. Because they were playing a shift. Line drive to the second baseman, touch second, threw it, out, threw it to first. Yeah, that's but I, that's not one person. That's two people, second and first. Yeah. No, he didn't flip it. it he caught matter. it, tagged it. He ta- caught yeah, it, but, tagged but second, I get, first. I get it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's wrong. It's five. Six, six times the ball was transferred, but five people touched it. It was a 9-3-2-6-2-5 triple play. Wow. Because what happened was it, was it was a catch, a miraculous catch in the outfield. Who then threw the ball back to first before the guy could get the guy ran running back to first overstepped the first base bag so Abreu tagged him before he could get back then he threw it home and then they got the third the guy on third base in a pickle. I always wondered how they like score the pickle. Like, do you have to log every throw? Because sometimes they go a little while. So, like, <laughs> so like what if you were if like if you were if you were stuck in like a. Like a two five pickle for like twenty minutes. It's like two five 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 two so, hey, Jeff. Red Baron, what's going on with this? Uh, what's going on with this fuel pump over here? So, uh, I just thought we'd add like a, a new addition for the private stock. Just uh, kind of a gimmicky thing here. Uh, Kendall also got tired of putting his mouth on the bottle. So well, you know, using shot glasses now. I'm gonna, but right now I just have a few disposable shot glasses. I'm gonna buy Pour like a 300 pack. That way, why don't we you just keep? Why don't we just keep using the same shot glass? Well, we can. I just, you know, like, why doesn't everybody just use the same shot glass? This I, takes a while. <laughs> you, have, you, have to pump it? you just kind of pull a little trigger what thing am I drinking? Uh, it's GSWD private stock yeah. sir and shout out to Stash tuning in as well yeah it's not it's not convenient <laughs> to use that thing but it's that's cool I guess that was yeah. great poor Kyle one I, I made that private stock today fresh 
from oh, the from the regular collection. Uh, so this leads perfectly into Mass's momentous moments. Did We've been we... calling it Mass's monumentous moments, but when I was typing this out on the outline, monumentous isn't a word. <laughs> so I changed it to Mass's momentous moments. <laughs> momentous You're... is a word? Momentous is a word, yes. Um, it means what we were using monumentous to mean. Okay. Um, April 23rd, 1954, Hammer and Hank Aaron hits his first home run. Which? First of like 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> He had what seven fourteen seven fifty five. Or who had seven, who was seven foot? Was that Babe Ruth? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He finished with seven fifty five. Yeah. Yeah, wow. didn't Bonds finish like seven seventy something? He broke it, it right. Seven ninety two. Bonds finished with. Finished with seven ninety two. I would have came back or, for or, another one. Uh, seven sixty two. Just to hit eight hundred. <laughs> just to hit eight more. I mean. Well, you really Bernie Mackett. Seven sixty two. I was just about to say, you bastard. <laughs> um, what number were you saying? Seven fifteen. Yeah. Ryan Howard. Oof. No way. No. Billy <laughs> Hamilton, though. Uh, seven fourteen. Bartolo Colon. All right. So anyway, back to the masses and momentous moments. Um, this one actually leads into the event on Thursday night. Probably one of the most infamous things in the NFL draft history. On uh, this day in 1983, or I'm sorry, on the 26th of 1983, the Baltimore Colts selected John Elway with the first overall pick. He declined. <laughs> Just nah. for a couple days, yes. Yeah. Well, that, that, didn't Eli do the same thing initially? Yes. Didn't he do like a huge press conference or like a huge interview? Like, <laughs> fuck like, the Chargers. <laughs> pretty much. Well, well it was before then, yeah, that he was like, you know, what are you going to do if you get drafted by the Chargers? And they were just like, yeah, I don't want to go there. Yeah, the difference is Elway started out by saying, yeah, I just don't really want to play for a cold weather team. It's nothing to do with the organization. Eli was like, fuck the Chargers. Well, Wait, it, was more, it was more Archie. John Elway said that? John Elway originally came out and said And that. then went to the Broncos? <laughs> well, he didn't want to play for the Colts. He had no interest. But, but he said the cold weather thing. Because they were originally making like a gentleman's agreement. We won't blame you, but you're going to trade the pick so we don't have to do this whole song and dance. Song and dance. You Aerosmith? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have to ask who shared this office versus the warehouse picture on our page. <laughs> also, the link, the the, the, the video is not on the Facebook page. It's uh, it's through Peter's thing. Oh, we're doing this still. Yeah. What happened to the the friend finder cam? What? I don't know. <laughs> we're looking to make our own account, so we're yeah, off. we're gonna have to soon. But until then, there you go, Kyle. Shout out Jay Wild. There you go. Shout out Jay Wild. Kyle, turn your volume down. Is it on? Yeah. <laughs> and they give people, hey, you take a photo. Oh, it's a video? Oh, wait, it's my bad. Sorry, sorry. Shut up. Hey, watch your mouth, guy. Okay. Good. Huh. No, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's good. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're good. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Proceed. Matt, you good? Mm-hmm. Mark, you good? Good to go. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Nah. 45-day hiatus. All right. 45 days. 45 days. Then we're coming back live every day from 3 to 1 a.m. <laughs> we're gonna such a long show. <laughs> we wouldn't be back until June. Yeah. And all we're going to do from 3 to 1 is talk about baseball. That would be a Thursday. All we're gonna do, all we're gonna do for that whole that whole time, is predict tomorrow's baseball games, <laughs> and then we're never gonna actually reflect on our predictions <laughs> the next day. And we're gonna do it every day for forty five more straight days. Oh.
There's only one guy that'll make that really happy. Kyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kyle said that he'd rather have season tickets to the Mets than the Phillies. That's not what I said. Wow. Yeah, I asked him. He said Mets. I said Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Red Sox. He goes, I'd probably do the Mets so I could see the Phillies, but not have to not have to drive too far. That's not what I said. Wow. He said Mets, Red Sox, or Yankees. You know the way you say it, Riddler. I can actually hear Kyle say it. You know. (laughs) Kyle Kyle also said he likes skinny women. (laughs) Shout out, Jay Will. It takes a shot. <laughs> so, a uh, little thing here. little planned thing. Now, people are more than welcome if you have discussion topics as we go on. I'll get the ball rolling with a few. Okay. You guys come up with something that you want to, to add in. You can feel free to add it in. But the way this is going to do it, we're going to do like, some, like, a, like a one-on-one time discussion kind of thing. So, I'm going to pick two people to discuss. Two people I think that would have good insight for the topic. Sorry about it. It's going to be a little tricky because... Basketball knowledge is kind of at a minimum. Yes. Didn't even bother putting hockey in this. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just, you know, just converse. It's kind of like a... Open forum. No, like a, like a, um, like a PTI, if you will. Gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Like a Tony Kornheiser. It could, could be an agreement. could be a disagreement. Tony Kornheiser. That's what I said. You said Kornheiser. another one. I kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> but every time you go, every time you guys agree, Kyle, you're gonna be you're gonna be upstairs by the second hour I'm again. Not. That's the last one I'm doing. Yeah, bull crap. Guaranteed. I didn't do any shots before the show today. Hey, Nick Bartek, tuning in. Kyler Murray will Reel not go. In. Reel him in. Kyler Murray will not go number one overall. That's no. I'm leading these up. <laughs> you don't get to do this yet. You get to chime in later. That later. Shut up, mask. What do you got for us, Riddler? All right. So the first topic is going to be between the Red Baron and everyone's favorite household appliance. Sit back and relax. All right. I'm ready. You ready? All right. I'll give you guys two minutes on this one. Try to stretch it out. (laughs) Get some discussion going. All right. So as previously mentioned, Tim Anderson had a cool bat flip the other day against the... uh, Blanken. Royals? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. was Rad Keller. Okay. He so hit a hit a solo shot. Went went yeah, yeah, pretty deep. And then his next at bat got drilled in the ass. And then the bench was cleared, the two managers got into it, Tim Anderson got ejected or got ejected and then suspended for a game for using language. Blah 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 blah, this, that, and the other thing. Should the MLB ever consider just doing away with bat flips? Because, and, and, you know, it seems to be that every time there's a, a good bat flip like this and a, and a big momentous moment, it always results in a fight or somebody getting beamed with a pitch. And it just seems, you know, every league is always preaching safety. I don't think getting beamed with a fastball is safe. So should the MLB do away with bat flips being allowed? Take the ball. Absolutely not. The, the, why is it okay when a pitcher gets a big strikeout to celebrate on the mound as he walks back to the dugout? There's a college athlete, there's a college player that does a backflip after every strikeout. But that's what I mean. It, it's it. Baseball is the king of unwritten rules, and that's exactly what this is. Pitchers don't like when hitters celebrate big hits, so they the next time they're up, they hit them. It, it's the most ridiculous thing. Um, I mean, we see it in the NFL. They're welcoming celebrations now. Welcome backflips. Fans love them. I think they should be more welcomed and police the pitchers. I'm going to say do away with it. 
All it's doing is causing problems. You know, there's certain things he just can't fix. A big argument in baseball now is, oh, the game's taking too long. Well, the game's going to take long if you know if they clear the benches and you know, people are going to fight and then they have to clear that. It's just going to make the game that much longer. You know, you hit a home run, act like you've been there before. You know, and how many different things can you do with the bat flip? End of the day, the bat's going in the air and it's going to hit the ground. It's just, you know, wasting time. People aren't going to like it. It's, it's evident. We see it almost every week now that there's some discrepancy, fight, whatever it is, you know. Do away with it. You know, act like you've been there before. No bat flip. I like them. I think they're entertaining. I mean, you, you see a guy, when it, when they get that big home run, I mean, I don't remember the situation with Tim Anderson's, but they when, lost. when they hit these big home runs, they expect batters to not celebrate, which it, it's the most ridiculous thing to me, and, it, and it's just an unwritten rule in baseball. It's the same, again, pitchers can celebrate, I mean... If you if you're telling a batter he can't, then nobody can. It's the same thing when when you know there's a big play in the field made, players are able to celebrate. But if you're hitting and you get a big hit and celebrate it, it it's a problem. I let the guys have fun. For for how long did we you know yell at the NFL for flagging penalties or flagging celebrations on touchdowns, and and now they're in. Just one quick thing. Uh, Mark, do you ever pitch in Little League in juniors? Yeah. How did it feel giving up a home run? Oh, it sucks. How would you like if a guy you know took out his business and flashed it in your face as you ran the... Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, if you're the pitcher that gave it up, you gave it up. But, yeah. I mean, I deal pre- with it. I appreciate your sportsmanship. <laughs> yeah. I'm Kendall friends be- with Kyle because of this. <laughs> Kendall will be flashing you this summer, just so you're aware. Shout out Jessica Staldi. What? Jessica Stahl. Oh. Kyle doesn't really shout people out, so it's always like a, a mystery when he does it. Well, that was also just like a really random name. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see his name pop in. What's up, Jesse? All right. So this one's going to be for the Red Baron again. Oh, <laughs> back to back. And everyone's favorite Mexican, Gilberto Solz. Don't got to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Nick. We're we're wrapping up the first round of the NBA playoffs right now, and we'll get more into that type of stuff. Um, but we're starting. We're seeing a rivalry come to kind of full head here, and it's not a team rivalry; it's a player v player rivalry. We're talking Dame Lillard and Russell Westbrook. So, is this? Do you think this series, this one versus one rivalry? Is this good for the franchises? Is this good for the teams moving forward? These guys, will, these guys are always going to play each other. You know, they're in this. They're in the same division, which means they match up at least four times a year. And what what was like? When was the? And just kind of chime into what was like the last like player versus player like rivalry, like real heated player versus player only rivalry. No team thing going at it. And, and just give me your thoughts. You think this is a good rivalry? And who do you think is better? I'm, I'm going to jump in first. That's okay, Kyle. Um, I think I was I had a lot of hope uh, that the Durant uh, Westbrook thing was going to kind of be a, a bigger thing uh, for the future. He's a, a great storyline, you know, the, the two separating. And then you know, say what you want about uh, Durant. You're like, oh, he sold out, went to Golden State, whatever. He wanted to win, and he did it. And you know, Westbrook felt you know a certain type of way about it. You know, thought he. You know, why, why couldn't we do it together? And I thought that was kind of good, especially them being in 
uh, the same conference and meeting so often. I thought that was good for basketball. But it seemed kind of like it fizzled out after a season. Uh, so I think, you know, if, if this rivalry is going to kind of uh, grow between uh, Lillard and, and Westbrook, I think that would be great for basketball because, you know, people love to take sides. And if not that basketball is hurting for viewership, but I'll tune in. I'll tune in to see two guys, John, you know, during a game, especially, you know, them being in the same conference as well, you know, they're meeting up a lot. So I think it's good for basketball. So I think that the rivalry is great for basketball. One, because Portland is a small market team that has a very, very talented player. Oklahoma City, it's not the biggest market team, but they they get they get talent in because, you know, they had KD up, and, and they have Westbrook and Paul George. These are the two most even point guards they go up against one each other, night in, night out. Um, they both play with a lot of heart, intensity. None of them take a day off. I think putting those, those two going up against one each other is just exactly what basketball needs now. There's no, like Paul said, there's no rivalry that much anymore. But you put two of the, two of the league's best going at it, not liking each other, and now that now Portland OKC is a game to put on TV every time they play each other, and it's always going to be entertaining. And then I personally think Damian Lillard's better. Uh, he shoots the ball better, and he doesn't have the greatest talent, but he, they always end up being the four or five seed. They lost Nurchik, but they didn't lose a lot because they had Lillard. And I think Lillard's more important. In my opinion, I think Lillard's more important to the Blazers than Westbrook is to the Thunder. I think moving forward, I'll go second so I can disagree with people. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle and I just had a, a nice pat on the back fest. Well, that's you can say. It's it's well, can, can, you find, can, can you think of a, a recent 1v1 rivalry like this is becoming? You could say LeBron and stuff, but you can't. No, that's, that's not what this is. We're talking like two. Those are just two players that are like, oh, I have. <laughs> I'm talking about like two players have respect for each other. Like These are two players. They're jawing at each other. They're stealing each other's celebrations. They're getting in each other's faces, kicking basketballs away from each other. Like this, this is like this goes back. This is like like Bird and Magic Johnson like type one v one rivalry. But have we seen anything like that? Not since I've been watching. Not not a player rivalry. I've seen team rivalries. A, a lot of stuff. Uh, hey, big, Brittany. Big ego uh, type things like you know the the Draymond Green versus the world. That we've, I've seen a lot of that. Um, the same goes for Boogie, you know, seems always getting into Well, like, stuff. the thing is, is, like, these are the two guys that that is loved by the entire world. Like, a lot of people hate Westbrook for how, like, how he plays, but they love him, too. You know what I'm saying? Lillard, you never hear anybody hate on him. He's just one of those guys that really never runs his mouth. He just plays the game. And that's what you want to see. Hey, Dan. From State Farm? Nah. <laughs> All right. Machine washable. Yeah. Mass Chris Massey. Oh, boy. Are we talking Rams? No. <laughs> the opposite. So. I don't know what that means. This was, dis- this was discussed on a previous show. But other than. Chris Montagnan. Hello. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are my high school teachers? He's <laughs> reeling them in tonight. <laughs> other than providing hilarious 
recreation videos by his teammates. What, if any, positivity did this Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks contract deadline that was all fabricated, never, no real deadline, there's all this media pish posh thrown in there. What, what did this do that for positivity for either side moving forward other than just the contract being reached? You had Russell Wilson coming out, I'm gonna, I want this contract by this date or I'm not talking anymore. The Seahawks kind of like not really responding and then a deal being made after the deadline. So what 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 did, what did this mean? What does what does this mean for for the, the organization for the player? Is there anything to positive to take away from it other than the contract got done? Like, what do you take away from the situation? And and do you see this being some sort of trickle effect for future quarterback negotiations? Real quick, shout out Valerie. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll go first. <clears throat> I think it. Uh starts with a negative light. I really don't think that it uh, sets the Seahawks up in a good way. Um, you know, they had control over Russell Wilson for what, this year and then two more years if they had the franchise tag? Yeah, but the tag would have gotten it would have gotten expenses. Expensive. But, you know, you still would have gotten those three more years out of him and Russell would have gotten maybe one more deal after that. But you you give somebody the ability to give you a deadline and you actually fall for the bait. That's going to give a lot of your star franchise players a lot of the same ideas. Oh, if I if I play this card with them, they're going to deal with me. Then when they don't, that starts to create ill will. I think the Seahawks maybe should have you know taken this a different route. I know Russ was playing hardball, but I think if he wanted to get the money, he really would have just in a different way. I think that the deadline was made more serious than it really was. Um, Russell Wilson's a guy, I mean... He's making a lot of money. I don't think they were going to play the franchise tag game with him. I don't think he wanted that. Um, especially, I mean, he's a guy that we've seen get hurt. And, and that franchise tag offers no insurance with anything. Um, What's up, Ryan? I think that Seattle loves Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson loves the Seahawks. I think he can play. I mean, we've seen him play behind a shaky offensive line anyway. I don't think he needs the Come top on, end receivers. Shit, yeah, they've been line. bad. But <laughs> what I mean, offensive line? Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson to me is a top tier quarterback. Um, he's top five, no question in my book. Yeah, he he's an incredible quarterback, and I mean, I think he's deserves the money he got. It's just tough when, I mean, for any team that allocates that much money to one player, but um, I don't think it'll negatively affect the Seahawks. The deadline to me was fake. I really don't think it was him pushing it. I think it would have been interesting to see what happens considering um, by the second franchise tag, that year would have started the uh, new contract with the Players Association. So I would have been curious to see what happened after that because it, it really... I, I'm torn between saying that the NFL wants to get away from the salary cap era because... I, it doesn't exist, it, and we had this discussion on the show before. If teams need to find money, they will find a way yeah. to find money. There's no reason to really limit it to the way that they are, but, I mean, go the way that they could have played it was given him a contract that goes until that and then played for it afterwards, because I think that's what many of the star players are doing right now. Give me until the CBA wears out, and then we'll talk again. I mean, I think he's already done enough to earn this contract. Shout out Uncle Bob. Yeah, Uncle Bob. So, 
we'll, we'll move the next one along to Souls and, and Mass. So, a team that is kind of been, the, in my opinion, the one team in the NFL, other than the Patriots, that's viewed as having a bad season if they don't win the Super Bowl, but has not has nearly as much success as the, the Patriots, as the Green Bay Packers. I think that a lot of people have had the understanding that they have underperformed in the Aaron Rodgers era, having only made it to one Super Bowl and two NFC Championship teams, or do they only make it to the one? They've made it to two. They yeah, lost okay, to... they made it to two. So, you know, a lot of people have this feeling, you know, is it, you know... Is hey, Noemi. You know, people are going to reflect on his career. These numbers were great. He was an outstanding athlete, once-in-a-generation player, yada, yada, yada. But I think the overall statistic at this point in time is that they've been underperforming as a team. And the last year was kind of like a rock bottom for them. You know, they finished third in the NFC North. They didn't, their offensive line was terrible. Rodgers was shaken up. The defense was exposed. You know, they they haven't, they haven't had a reliable run game. They don't have depth at receiver. They've shown a lot of holes for a team that's in a rebuild. But with Aaron Rodgers, the biggest part of your rebuild is already done. Yep. They went out and they went against traditional Green Bay Packer fashion, much like the Bears did last offseason, and spent a lot of money on a lot of players. And now they've got two first-round draft picks and a new head coach. Granted, the draft hasn't happened yet, but are the Green Bay Packers poised to turn it around and be the kings of the NFC North and potential NFC favorites for the Super Bowl? So, do you want to go first? Go first. What's up, Ben? I don't know that the Green Bay Packers this season will be considered favorites for the Super Bowl. I think they have an opportunity to take it around to steal the division, maybe. Um, Chicago, I I want to wait to see how they perform during the season after have, having lost their defensive coordinator, who is a mastermind for that defense, which was terrifying. Um, until I see it working at the same fashion, I'm a little hesitant to say they're going to repeat. Um <clears throat> I do think that Green Bay has the ability to turn around if they draft well. If they draft players that they hit on, like New Orleans had, what, two years ago where they hit uh, Marcus Williams and everybody like that. If they have a draft like that, they could turn this around in a heartbeat and definitely come up for the NFC North. I don't know that they have the ability to compete for the Super Bowl because the NFC is stacked. I there are so many teams that you can say would go above them before this. I don't know that they compete for the Super Bowl. I say they're a playoff team this year, though. Kind of the same, boat, but they can make the Super Bowl because, one, they have a very young defense from last year. They're a year older, and they added more pieces. They added Preston Brown. Forgot the other two guys they added. Williams. Um, you know, they're getting a healthy Rodgers back. You know, if they can get him, if they can get him a receiver, they can get him another weapon. Maybe if Jimmy Graham performs the way that he's supposed to, and they have an easy schedule this year too, I think they can easily make noise. Just can they get over the hump? I think they're one year away from being there again. I think they could beat the Saints this year. Yeah, but I would. I would put them as favorites this year because they can beat the Saints and they can beat the Rams. The Rams are very are hurting on defense. They're ch- on shaky ground right now. Their star running back has arthritis in his knee. They've lost key pieces on the defense. The Saints, I think their steam was built up to this year, and I think it kind of crashed a little bit. 
Um, I'm not one to ever count Drew Brees out, but the years are going to start wearing on him then. You can say that for everybody but Tom Brady. And the thing is that, you know, if they can get him that second receiver to go along with Devontae Adams and to play with Jimmy Graham and maybe establish Aaron Jones a little more than they have, they got a nice little team. If they get TJ Hawkinson, I will say that they're favorites for the NFC North. I'm not going to go off a tight end, but they have a very good tight end. I will. No, no chiming in from the outside world. Just one-on-one, man. The Packers are one of those teams that are going to be tricky to go after this year. Because their record might be very good. It's just going to be really depending on the defense. I think their offense is going to be just fine. I think the defense is going to be where the, where everything's going to have to click. Any closing arguments there, man? Defense has always been Green Bay's kind of Achilles heel. Um, they went out and spent in the offseason this year to make sure that that wouldn't be the case this year. I think it's time for the offense to catch up with them because I don't think either shined really last year. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I like it. All right. Moxie Washable and Gilberto Souls. Ooh. Please give me the winner. I don't know if the one you really want is because oh, I, I didn't tell you what these were. To Jordan. Huh? Jordan Williams in the Facebook chat asked Kyle to take a shot for him. Oh, nice. All right. So. You hear a lot of mumbo jumbo in the MLB about these, you know the we know the rules, the, the luxury tax. You know the teams that decide they want to go over the luxury tax and not worry about the the penalty, and then the teams that don't have the ability to do that get that luxury tax money, and yada 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 yada. Should baseball establish a hard cap? Should they establish some sort of like an NFL cap thing? You know, I know that there it's all the money is guaranteed, so you know the, obviously there'd be structuring into how the cap would work. Um, but should the MLB institute some sort of hard cap so that we have the ability to see maybe some contending teams like a Milwaukee Brewers team have a better possibility at landing a Bryce Harper or a Machado, but they don't have the, they don't have the, the, the cash to do it as a smaller market team. Whereas, you know, the Phillies or the Giants or the Padres or, you know, these bigger market team type of thing. Do you think the MLB would benefit from establishing some sort of a hard cap? to work with so that it's a more level playing field financially for all teams. I don't think a cap is necessary. Um, my opinion is that all these teams, you know, still have a chance, even with people spending all this money. Because Milwaukee got Lorenzo Kane, They traded for Christian Yelich. And they were right in the mix of everything last year. Their downfall is that they didn't go after the big-time pitcher. Not because they don't have the money to, because they didn't do it. They don't want to trade all these relievers and young prospects for a starter. That's where I think a lot of fans get aggravated. It's not the money aspect. Anybody has the money. You can go over the cap, whatever. You just have to pay the luxury tax. Teams are very equipped to their own prospects. And they're just prospects. You don't know what they're going to be in the pros. We've seen time after time, a number one prospect in the whole Major League Baseball come up do nothing. And that's and they had a chance to trade him. Like the Phillies when they got Roy Halliday, they're like they traded the number one prospect, Kyle Drabeck. People thought that's too much. Kyle Drabeck was in the league for a year and a half. Now he's out of the league playing independent ball. You know, the, this year the Philly traded for JT Muta. They gave up Sixto Sanchez, who's a single A guy. You don't know what he's gonna turn out to be. You're gonna go get that player that's gonna be good for your team now. 
And that's what a lot of teams don't do. The money aspect is just how it how like the Yankees have all the money in the world to spend, but they're only they're good right now because of their farm system. If that makes a lot of if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are looking at me when you talk. You're talking to Mock, not me. Well, it, it's funny because I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with them. I mean, I think a cap would be beneficial in baseball, but I don't think um, it would help smaller market teams get big name free agents. I still think any team in the league has money to spend for any free agent. It's just who's willing to go the extra mile. They don't land them. I mean, um. You know, someone like the most recent was Bryce Harper. I mean, he could have went anywhere. The Giants were looking at him. They're not a small market team. They're not. Yeah. They, they they got like in the years past, they got the big name guys. It's just that they struck out on Harper. They didn't want to give him the three hundred. Who did they ever guys. get in free agency? Uh, Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Sorry, sorry. But at the time, Hunter Pence was very big. Shut name. the fuck up. <laughs> you know, Johnny Cueto. That's eh, Cueto. You know, it just he's not very good now. <laughs> but at the time, they were no, the, I know, they I were know. the headline of the free agency class. All right, Brett Barron, I'd like you to converse with Massey on your opinions of the elimination or universal elimination or universal addition of the DH in the major league level. You, you going to disagree with me? Or? No, I I don't know. Let's well, that's why you, you, <laughs> you, you, you go talk first. first. <laughs> that's why you go first. Dog. No, no, no. Let's let's find out what you say. All right. I'll disagree with you, so you can disagree with me. Well, I want it to stay the same. I like the separation of the leagues and how they how they are different. I guess if I had to choose an adding of one entirely, no, you don't have to choose. Just no. I like it exactly how it is. I like when there's interleague play and the NL team must adapt and add a DH, and when the AL has to come play an NL team, they have to bat a pitcher. I think it works in baseball. It creates, you know, a different makes great to come World Series time. Because uh, your whole game plan changes. You know, a pitcher who bats, you know, twice a season has to come in and then perform and on the grandest stage of baseball. It's the perfect way. It's the perfect matchup in baseball. It should stay unchanged. That's my feelings. You know, I really <laughs> want to agree with you. But just for the sake of making you go first, I will disagree with you. <laughs> So I think we should, uh, you know what, screw it. I think I think I agree with you. We're gonna keep the DH position. I really like, like you said, I like that um, teams have to consider, you know, when they're going against NL teams or AL teams, they have to switch up their idea of who they're gonna uh, sub in. Um, making it for the World Series, you know, you get a team that hasn't actually prepped for this, um, and that could really come and bite them in the ass. It's actually a lot of fun when you watch somebody that hasn't had the time to prepare for it, they get up to the grand stage, and they're just like, what do we do at this point? When the hell did the World Series become called the grand stage? Kendall said it. Massey's rolling with it. Yeah, you're like <laughs> coining this, like, fucking baseball. Yeah. Did he actually say that? The I granddaddy did. of them all. I did say that, yes. All right, I will give He's it to you then. He's on the grandest stage of them all. <laughs> He's Mr. World Series. <laughs> I thought it was Mr. October. No, that, shut up. All right. Um, I do like... When, you know, we have to watch teams, like you said, make adjustments and actually show that they've planned for this. But... Should I go back at my words so we have a... <laughs> <laughs> All pitchers should hit. Hmm. I like to see CC hit. All of them should hit. So you think they should eliminate the DH? Yeah. Or right. or just make 10 batters. Who cares? Pitchers should hit. 
We do it in softball. Yeah. Get bat 11, guys. 12. <laughs> yeah. We could bat from 9 to 12. <laughs> now you need 10. <laughs> well, 9 if you have an automatic out. But you, so you can bat <laughs> Now that's a dumb rule. <laughs> automatic out. Have less well, guys let's talk about that. No. Let's not. talk about <laughs> that. Right, well, for softball rec leagues. Let's go. farm on the line. <laughs> You guys taking a shit in a porta potty somewhere. <laughs> Bill, can you hear us? What? Boo's requesting dancing girls, so Rebecca. And souls. <laughs> Boo's asking for it. What's up, Boo? I didn't even hey, see Boo. Yeah. I have an itchy mole. Let's get that checked. I do agree. Imagine that the back road is, Quite you know. Boring. Actually, we'll go to scores. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll rent them out for three hours. This is West Haven. We'll find somebody. <laughs> Going to the beach. <laughs> what do you got, Riddler? All right. So this one is for this one's. Gonna, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this one. So this one's going to be for machine washable. Oh, okay. Tag <laughs> it. All right. Well, I'll save it for when. You, are you going to be? Is he going to be back before the end of the hour? Uh, I really he, wanted to do some. He's pretty quick. He'll right. five five minutes or so. Oh, does anybody have any that they would like to propose? I didn't know. If Souls. Stop. Kyler Murray will not go number one overall. He's really excited to talk. Okay, about fine. Him. Chris Massey and Kyle Souls. Is Kyler Murray the slam dunk option at number one overall? Yes. You should change that. It's like <laughs> the number one option to the Cardinals <laughs> number one overall. What? No, why? Because there's talk that there are teams that could trade up for him. So then he's still the number one overall pick. <laughs> I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. We're trading up to be the number two selection. Yeah, well. All right. Murray will not be the number one pick. I think he will. He will not. All right. Well, my opinion I think the Oakland Raiders will trade up to get Kyle I Murray. told you this last night. You You're were right, not allowed to hear that I agree with it. Because I think the Oakland Raiders... It was a thing today. John Gruden loves Kyler Murray, but does not love Derek Carr. Which is stupid, but whatever. So, just keep, keep talking. So, I, I personally think that, you know... Kyle Murray could be the quarterback of the Raiders. Because the Raiders are just a fucking dumb organization and they're going to keep doing shit like that anyway. I don't think that this is the year that Oakland trades up for a quarterback, even though it's the year that they should because they have all the ammo to do no, they so. They shouldn't. They have a quarterback. They have Derek Carr. They have the ammo to build. Poor a- guy fucking hiked the ball and there's 76 guys in front of him. <laughs> That's impressive considering a defense only has 11. You know what I mean, you dick. I, I'm just saying. It's the one play a game where the fans are allowed to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> NFLs don't use it enough. <laughs> they spin the wheel before every game. <laughs> but, like, Kyler Murray's going to be the number one pick. Some team is going to be like, okay, Cardinals don't want him. Cardinals are willing to trade down. We want a quarterback. Miami, steep hill to climb, but they're the dumb team to do. I don't think that Oakland will trade up to number one because I don't think that Arizona is stupid enough to take Kyler Murray. Teams will call their bluff because here's the thing. If Arizona wants Kyler Murray, they're taking Kyler Murray. That's it. Cut dry the end. If they don't, teams will know that they're not going to take him and they'll trade up another time. There is no team that will trade up to number one. The ammo that that will cost. Washington traded up to the Rams from what? Five to two or five to one? No, five to two because they had to go after the Redskins. Cost three number ones and two number twos. Can you imagine what the Raiders would have to give up? All three first this year. And more. It's only got more expensive. Oh, I get it, but they're John Gruden dumb enough to do it. 
If anything, he would swap with the Jets. You know that the 49ers aren't going to do it. If if the Cardinals take Bosa like they think they will, if they were smart, that's who they'd take. They would take Bosa right then and there. Then you trade back. 49ers are there. 49ers are going to take a quarterback. You know that. You trade, or they they pick Josh Allen, maybe. They, maybe they pick Quinn Williams. Who knows? Maybe they take Devin Bush. Who knows? They could use help along that entire defense. They take Devin Bush. It's kind of a reach. I think it's a reach, but you never know. <laughs> I don't think John Lynch is Devin the great striker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Assume, so. hmm. Kyler Murray will not be the number one pick in the draft. Well, so you guys are talking about just do this little mini discussion here on this. So the, the Raiders pick at four. Yes. So what would the Raiders have to give up to get to one? All three number one picks, and probably two twos, maybe a little bit more than that. So everything that they have in the first two rounds, which they Arizona, if they really want Murray, Arizona will know that they want Murray. They will make them bleed dry to trade up to get Murray. Now, what if? Do you think there's a chance that the Cardinals are don't want Murray, or not that they don't want Murray, but do you think there's a chance that the Cardinals are willing to give up the first pick but still aren't sold on Rosen and want like two first round picks and Carr? No, because if anything, they would have brought in Clingsbury to fix their number one pick, as it were. You don't give up on a quarterback after one season. It's wrong to do. Look at what happened with Jeff Fisher and Jared Goff. A lot of, a lot of teams do that, though. But they shouldn't. Look at Jer- Jared Goff and Jeff Fisher. Fisher looked like he had an absolute bust as a quarterback pick. Sean McVay comes in, and they make it to the playoffs the next year. The year after that, they go to the Super Bowl. Jeff yeah, Jared Goff decided he wanted to suck for his first year. He's the reason he conspired against Fisher. <laughs> His fault Fisher's gone. McVeigh is a piece of shit. This is all a giant conspiracy. The Rams deserve to die. Jeff Fisher deserves a job. Have you guys seen him on Twitter? He's funny as hell. I hope the Seahawks win the next five Super Bowls and then Fisher gets the job from Pete Carroll and wins <laughs> ten more. Well, hold on. That's what I hope. Hold on. Jeff Fisher's going to the XFL. No. I want that. Sean McVeigh's going to get fired. After not beating the Seahawks for 20 straight years, <laughs> he'll hope- still look like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay if Sean is our coach for 12 more years. You said we weren't going to beat the Seahawks. You didn't say we weren't going to win anything else. You're not going to win the Super Bowl because it just said that the Seahawks were winning the next 15. Yeah, well. It's a rough time. Well, okay with it. We got I'm- five Super Bowls in there. No. 20-year run for the NFC, baby. NFC West. Agonizing. What's the closest we've ever come to that? New England. Yeah. That's pretty much what we're witnessing right now. That's true. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. It's horrible. Tom Brady's going to play for another 20 years. Don't say that. Anyways. For the Ravens. (laughs) And he is going to be better than he was in New England. Paul and Massey. Ooh, all right. Got one for you, too. The Cleveland want, Browns do will me not... To, do you want me to... This is my hot take thing. No, no. Discussion. The Cleveland Browns will not exceed expectations. What are their expectations? <laughs> their, their expectations to win the North and go to the playoffs. <laughs> Paul and Massey. The Cleveland Browns won't be a team this year. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Riddler, would you like to go first? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think their expectations are to win the NFC North. I really don't. I, I think that I think there's, there was a lot of media hype about OBJ going to the Browns and, and that the, this is like it got blown out of proportion because we just saw Antonio Brown and Bell leave the Steelers. Uh, you know, it, it actually finally happened. We saw the Ravens lose defensive pieces. We saw that the Bengals are still going to be the Bengals with or without Marvin Lewis. He'll always be there in spirit, so they won't do anything. <laughs> but the thing, with, my thing is, the thing with the Browns is that I don't really think that there's an expectation for them to win the NFC North because at the end of it, they're big. What the hell was that? AFC. Oh, AFC North. Okay, say it. Correct me on the air. Well, this this just looks like you're trying to do some weird like dick into your finger thing. Eight, eight time, remember the, the thing when we were in anyway. middle school? Penis. So, <laughs> I don't think there's expectations for them to win the NFC North. I think there's expectations for them to make the playoffs, and I think that they will meet those expectations. I think they will make the playoffs. I don't know that they'll win the North, but I think that they can. I think they could very easily be a wild card. I'm s- nobody in the AFC East except for the Patriots is a lock for a wild card spot at all. Nobody, nobody in the thing. I don't. I, I mean, realistically, the Texans and the Colts are the only two teams that are at right now on paper poised to make the playoffs because we don't know what we're going to get out of Nick Foles. And then you have the Chargers and the Chiefs out in the West. Even though the Chiefs are looking like they're going to take a step back, especially with Hill probably missing time. I mean, the Broncos. Who who knows with any team really? But can the Browns out? Outlast the Texans and the Chargers? Yeah. I think they could. Death and, taxes and the Patriots winning the AFC East. Which is what's going to happen. But I think those are the real expectations. Because realistically, if you really break it down, what do they have? If you really look at their roster, what do, what do they have on their roster that shows that they should 100% win the AFC North without a problem? Talent, yes. Experience in winning divisions, no. no. They don't have that. Everybody else that they're going up against does have that in that division. Andy Dalton, I think the Bengals have won a division, right? Yeah, under Dalton, yeah, like twice, and then lost they've won. But I'm sorry, Roethlisberger's won plenty. People, uh, um, what the fuck's his name there? The John head coach, Harborough's won them. Other players on the Ravens have been there for division winnings. You know, last year, but <laughs> I mean, but like in other times, I'm saying like. Has Beckham been a member of the of the Giants when they've won the division? No. I don't think the Giants really played well since Beckham. No, have they, have they been? A, I'm saying Landry was a Dolphin, so no. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like they have a lot of really good talent, but they don't have that winning mentality to go out and just like we've got the division, no problem. They don't have that. So for me, I don't think their expectations are to win the division. I think their expectations are to make the playoffs, and I think they'll meet them. I agree with you, Riddler, <laughs> just in a different fashion. I really think that the thing that's going to be limiting them um, is, in a very different way, their coaching staff. Their coaching staff came from nothing. You got Freddie Kitchens, who started out as an offensive coordinator from the or from last year's regime, and all of a sudden now he's here. He's a head coach. What does he bring to the table? He doesn't bring anything. You know who has the most experience with winning in that locker room? Probably Mayfield. Mayfield hasn't had enough time in the NFL to drive them unquestioned into winning the division. 
I don't think that the Steelers are nearly as bad as they look on paper with everybody saying they're going to fall apart and everything like that. They've gotten rid of a lot of the cancer. Ravens are nowhere near as bad as everybody thinks they are. And I think that the Bengals actually take a step forward rather than a step back this year. So we'll get into this a little bit of discussion before we record. This will be the hot take to close it out. I think, in my own opinion... The Browns made the right head coaching decision. I agree. You just kind of like I, pretty much said a lot of shit that didn't sound like you agreed. I, <laughs> I said he was inexperienced. I didn't say it was the wrong choice. You said he doesn't have a winning mentality. I said he doesn't have the winning experience. I think that Freddie Kitchens is the right job, right man for the job in that that team. I think as much as I, I liked what uh, what's his face did there, what's the hell of a defensive coordinator? Uh, Greg Williams. Yeah. He was not the right person for the job. It's not that he wasn't the right person for the job. It's just that you had to pick who did you want to keep on your in your organization, Williams or Kitchens. When you have Baker Mayfield, when you have a young quarterback that's proven that he's ready to start winning now, you need to keep the guy that's been there during that season maintaining him. There's nothing worse for a young quarterback than change. Needs consistency. Agreed. And it's only going to be a bigger respect level when the calls are coming from him as a head coach versus an offensive coordinator. Should have just brought back Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Bring him back? <laughs> Coughlin. Coughlin, Coughlin. <laughs> or Marvin Lewis. All right, real quick, we got a minute. I wanted, really wanted Mass and Mock to do this. So you guys got a minute, so rapid fire back and forth between the two of you, okay? Should the NBA change its playoff seedings? Right now they just do one through eight, best eight teams in the division in the conference. Play each other eight one two you know seven blah 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 blah. Um, should they should they adapt the NHL policy where the div, you know rework the division so there's two divisions in each conference and the divisions play each other out into the the Eastern kind of like how the NFL does it you know divisions play you know you know it doesn't say the NFL East to the West and no the, the NHL plays it where three winners from each division two wild cards you get through your division bracket play the winner from the other division bracket. And then go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. I agree that they should change it up to do that. Right now, they have three divisions in each conference, and the divisions mean nothing because you can have you can have a whole division not make the playoffs. It will um, make for rivalry in the playoffs. That sounds exciting. Well, you have rivalry anyway. I mean, it's just not within divisions. It's the conferences. Um, I mean, I, I kind of... Right, but because of that... Because of the way that the divisions are right now, a team like the Pacers will play the Pistons yeah. more than the Pacers will play the Celtics. No, I, I, I understand that. I, I mean, for me, I'd rather see just get rid of the divisions. I like the that the top eight from each side go. The teams that deserve to be there are there. I don't know. I, I like seeing the division stuff, even if there's you know teams that don't deserve to be there. So it should, makes for a better storyline. So get, then adapt it to the NFL. Should... should the top six teams make it in the NFL, no divisions. Um, personally, I I would like to see that. No, because then you get games like the Steelers and the Ravens in the playoffs when it was for the division. You know, one of them was a wild card, one of them was the actual winner of the division. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah, but then you you don't have a seven and nine Seahawks team in the playoffs versus teams that went ten and six. But then you don't get a Giants team that didn't or that didn't deserve to be in that race and then beat the Patriots on their undefeated season. They went in ten and six. They were a wild card team. They they were one of the top teams on that. But they team. wouldn't have made the playoffs that year. How they were a wild card team? Wouldn't if they, the top six oh, from no, each right. side go, they would have went. 
it's just. But the I, year the Seahawks went seven and nine, the Seahawks won their wild card game. I, I yeah. understand that. Like that was a thing. I, it happens, but I still I like to have take that Jeff. You know, so should the NFL the get top sh- eight from? I don't each know. Season. It makes a Cinderella story. Six, just you... top, well for the NFL, it'd be six. So you six. think the NFL should get rid of divisions and just have the NFC and the AFC? It, Absolutely not. There, I love the str- divisions. It's just I, I wish that's how the playoffs. I, I know having division rivalries and everything is is such a key in football, and it makes it exciting. But it, but it, I get so irritated, like when it's seven and nine team. But then teams don't hate each other as much. Those games no, are I, no I, I fun. I, I understand that. But a, a team that's seven and I nine should not be in the playoffs. I look forward to the Rams Horton Niners games. I look forward to the Bears Packers games. I look forward to the Steelers-Ravens games. Those games are fun to watch because of the history of those teams. Unless you're sitting in the room with Kyle. When it's I agree. <laughs> but if, but if we've, the Steelers... gotten into, we've gotten into NFL, we should take this back to the NBA. But if the Steelers are 7-9, and nine, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And if there's a team that's 10-6... and I, They were just the example. But if there's a team that's 10-6 and six in a division that already had two, you know, an 11-5 and five and another 10-6 and six team, they should be in... Ahead of no, a seven they and nine team. Sh- no, they should have beaten those two teams if they wanted to be in the playoffs. That's all it is. They were the they were the third best team in that division, and you're saying that they should still be in it. Over That's worse a team, than a wild card team. But it's not because if you win your division at seven and nine, you should not be in the playoffs. If there's teams that finish with a better record than you, you don't Disagree. deserve a spot. I think that they. I said that they should receive the playoffs. So just I forget because how the NBA playoffs are right. One through eight. All right, it's one so through yeah, eight, I, regardless of division. No, I, I like the division. I still say that that makes for the most interesting storylines for the NBA. All right. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. We're going to come back in uh, two minutes' time. We went a little over nine here. So two minutes' time, we got some NBA talk to come, come up with, and then we've got some bracket stuff, all kinds of fun things to get into. So we'll be back in 120 seconds here on the PPRN Radio Network. And now... Back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by degenerates, assholes, and poops. All of them. Yes. Nice. So, what up, Eunice? Mock really wanted to to lead the discussion tonight on NBA talk. <laughs> so, Mock, what do you got? Well, in, in terms of what? No, you're leading it. NBA this playoffs. Let's whatever talk. you feel like talking about. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> Throwback jerseys? Is that what I heard? <laughs> All right. So we said stated earlier the NBA playoffs are they're underway. We're, we're getting ready to start wrapping up the first round. Uh, we have a lot of teams that have already got three wins under their their belt, looking to close out the series at some point earlier this in the early portions of this week. So. Um, we'll go around the matchups. Souls, I'm gonna let you lead lead the the reins on this one on the NBA segment. All right, all right. Hey, um, George, what's up? So we're gonna start things off with uh, we'll kind of just go series by series, um, and just kind of discuss, disagree, agrees, whatever you guys want. But the current MVP of every series so far. So Souls, pick a series. Let's lead us off. Who do you think? Who you got? We'll go with San Antonio Denver. Okay. Uh. My opinion, the MVP of that series is DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he's the one. He's really the one doing everything for the Spurs, and big reason why they they have two wins. The Nuggets. The Spurs were beating the Nuggets for a long time in that game four, 
and another just somehow after DeRoz, uh, who got a, someone got ejected from that game. DeRozan, was, yeah, DeRozan because he he got he wasn't happy with the bo- he thought it was a block, but it ended up being a charge, and he threw the ball at the ref. So once he got ejected, that's when the Spurs fell apart. When DeRozan's in the game, the Spurs are going are I believe are a better overall team than the Nuggets. The Spurs went through like a rough part of the season where they were trying to figure out point guard situation very early. After Dejounte Murray got hurt, they were looking for that that piece to help to fit with Demarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan. And what really started working for them with Demar Derozan taking care of the ball, being the guy to pass and taking control of the team. And that's when Demarcus Aldridge started playing well, and that's when the Spurs started to click. Yeah, that's agree. I, I can't really find a, an argument over who, who would be the better, more valuable player. I mean, it, it's hard to make the argument for a Nugget, given the, the series, because the series right now is what? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you could make the argument for a Nugget, but I agree with you that the Spurs are the better overall team, and the Nuggets really would should be down 3-1 if, if DeRozan hadn't gotten a hothead. Um it's like I said, it's hard to argue. Uh, I think an unsung hero in this series has been Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, he just hasn't. He, Lamarcus Aldridge, since joining the Spurs, hasn't put up the Portland Trailblazers Lamarcus numbers, but it's still been a very pivotal point in all the the team's success that they've had. He hasn't really been a member of the downfall po- portions of it. He's the MVP for me for that reason. And you actually took the words out of my mouth. I said kind of the unsung hero, kind of just it's been solid all the way through. Um, Actually, he was the points leader. Uh, I don't know if it was game two. It was. I'd have to double check. Um, but just like none of the flash, but all the, you know, not the potential. So what I'm, I'm flubbering here. Not None of the flash, but all of the, the payoff, I guess. So I, that's why he's my MVP through the series. I Denver, I can't pick anyone. And I honestly, I'd be surprised if they pull out a victory. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. Those two are here for a reason. They have Joe Kick. They have, you know, Gary Harris, Will, uh, Paul Millsap, Will Barton. They have a deeper team. I think, I just think the Spurs' overall starting five is better. Plus, the Spurs have the best head coach in basketball. Well, that was going to be my, yes. my argument. We could talk about the deepness of the Nuggets. Uh, Torrey Craig coming out. You in should five. just say depth. <laughs> the deepness. <laughs> Max's face. <laughs> the, the whole the deep, deepness. The deepness. Of Denver. Uh, Torrey Craig really coming out in uh, game four, um, coming off the bench and really, you know, stole the spotlight in the starting lineup for the Nuggets. You know, came out, uh, scored 18 points, was shooting 5 of 73. Still showed impressiveness on the defense. Um, obviously, he's not the MVP of the series so far, but kid came out and played pretty damn well for, you know, the series that he's in. I thought he, you know, brought a life to the Nuggets in the last game and certainly may have sparked something for them to continue on the series to go to game seven. The deepness. The deepness. <laughs> Coming to you live. So? Uh, we'll go to another game. We'll go to the Sixers-Nets. Sixers are up 3-1. Um, Nets won game one. Sixers won the last three. Um, So you can... I'm going to do a two-parter here just because... No. Pick one. Then I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Okay. Um, ben Simmons has really taken over in this series. With him beat out, he scored 30 points, had about 
you know, he, he still passed the ball. He still rebounded. He rebounds better when Embiid's not there. Because, you know, he's 6'10". You know, he's, he has the length to rebound. But, in my opinion, I think Jared Dudley really lit a fire underneath him and made him made Simmons just play a lot harder. Jared Dudley coming out saying, in the paint, he's great. If he couldn't do it, if he couldn't score. In transition. In transition, yeah. yeah. In transition, he's great. At half court, he's average. You know, since you said that, Ben Simmons is playing out of his mind. He lit the fire underneath him, and that's the wrong thing to do when you're playing a team. Um, I'm going to go against the grain on this one, but I'm going to say Levert is the, is the MVP of the series for me, even though they're down 3-1, because I agree with you that Simmons did take over in the game when Embiid was out, but that was one game, and he hasn't really like done that again. Um, And no player for the Sixers – I mean – the Sixers are the better team. They're deeper. They've got way more talent in their starting deepener. Deepener, <laughs> yep. They've got more talent in their starting five than the Nets have in their whole team. Um, and, and they're like I said, they're by far the better team. And there's no reason that they shouldn't. Well, personally, win I think the Nets are deeper team. I think the Sixers have more talent. No, I think this, I think the Sixers are still deeper. Yeah, anyone think Jared Dudley just looks like a guy playing at the Y? <laughs> <laughs> He just looks like a pickup guy that, that walked into the wrong locker room. But Levert is playing out of his mind, and he's a big reason. Him, Dinwiddie, and D'Angelo Russell are the, are the reason that these, these games are as close as they have been, especially Game 4, um, and, and a big part of the reason they won Game 1. Um, the Sixers, like, like I said, they're the better team. They have more scoring options. They're better in terms of talent. But no one person has taken over the series for them. And Lavert has stepped up to the playoff stage, and he is showcasing his talent. I think he's win or lose the series. I think he, coming away from it, he's the MVP of the series, even if it's just because even if they lose four to one, they still got the they still won the game. They're not going to be considered losers coming out of this playoff series, regardless of what happens. And he has completely turned it up a notch and, and showcased his talents. For me, it's Embiid, uh, points leader in uh, two out of the four games. You know, say what you want. You know, you score points, you win the game. Uh, yeah, three out of the games you played, you know, single doubles. Single doubles. I know one counts them, but I count them. But he had si- single doubles in every game he's played in. Uh, 22 points, 36 points. You're kind of like an asshole if you don't record a single double. Well, I mean, I look at a guy like Zahari uh, Smith. Who uh, averaged a minute and didn't do anything? Because <laughs> uh, he played five games this year. Well, Kyle, the stats speak for themselves. So you take it up with coaching. He uh, was hurt, Kyle. He played. He was one of the rookies that got hurt because Kyle. that's what we do. Kyle, he played in the game. We so. draft a guy and he immediately get hurt right after. On Saturday, yeah, it means you can't rookie of the year. <laughs> he played one minute because they're mm-hmm. up by like fifteen. Kyle, it doesn't matter. Get on the court, do something. Don't just be a body out there. <laughs> <laughs> Make some they, noise. It's kind of hard when they tell them just to hold the ball. But all right. Kyle, you do everything you're told? Yeah. All right, then go pick up those sticks. Already did. Inside joke. Joel Embiid. Anybody else have anything to chime in? Uh, I made my Dudley comment. You should be playing at the local YMCA. Other than that. Sold. <laughs> All right, then we'll go to the Bucks Pistons. This one would be quick. Antler combo. Yeah, Antler combo. 
Pissing suck. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, their combo's just just continuing his regular season play into the postseason. That's all he had to do to be the MVP of any series that the Bucks win. All right, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty quick. Not much analysis needed. So we'll go with Celtics Pacers. What's up, Craig? It's over. It's over. It wasn't Oladipo. You know, it wasn't a. Uh, uh, it wasn't a pretty series. It was a lot of defense. But I'm just gonna give it to Kyrie. Because when, when they scored, he was the one scoring. The Celtics played awesome defense, and the Patriots just ran out of ran out of luck. I agree. Uh, kind of low scoring games, in you know the, the grand scheme of things, are what we consider for the NBA. But my MVP is Marcus Morris, double digit points off the bench in three games for the Celtics. So he's my MVP of that series. I still think it's Kyrie. He's leading that team. He's making, you know, scoring the points. Use my argument. <laughs> no, but I mean, really, like, I, to me, the Celtics are going to kind of live or die by how Kyrie plays. If he doesn't play well, I don't see that team really doing much. I think, uh, too, uh, we, we kind of discussed this, I believe, last week, or was it the week before. Um, we I think we were kind of hopeful that the, the, the Pacers would, would win, and then that would kind of be like, the, knock the Celtics out, and then that would be the end of it, but... Now it seems seems kind of that momentum is on their side, yeah. and now they they kind of control their their destiny. I'm just saying jargon. I'm sorry, <laughs> just nonsense spewing out of my mouth. <laughs> well, at least you knew it. At least I knew it. <laughs> what do you right. got, Souls? All right, then we'll go to. Uh, Wait, does Riddler and Mass have an MVP? Nah, Kyrie. So Mass is eating crackers. <laughs> eating Funyuns. Yeah. Whatever, those are like crackers. When I was a kid, someone told me if you eat too many Funyuns, your lips will get fat. <laughs> Mass is trying to come back down to earth so he can actually talk. All right, so we'll go to the... Have some of that iced tea in there. We'll go to the, <laughs> we'll go to Warriors Clippers. This is easy. This is Kevin Durant. He's taking over games. He's, he's playing both sides of the ball very well. They lost game two, I think it was, but then he came out firing... Yeah, they lost in embarrassing fashion at home. Yes, they did. That was when they dropped like the thirty-point lead, thirty-one-point lead. Yeah. And since like three and one, <laughs> just Kevin Durant, I think, has been playing better than both. You should take a shot. <laughs> Why? That's you, like a thing for them. You should take a shot. No, no, come yes, on. Yes, take yes, one, stop being. Ah. He, he'll just Listen, never take a shot. He's got no excuse now. We got a purified <laughs> private stock right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a three and one joke. I just think Kevin Durant's been the best all-around player. That was my MVP as well. Pat Bev. <laughs> I give it to Pat Bev. Pat Bev is, even though he has, Kevin Durant has put up the numbers against him, he's been the, he's been, he's been the above, or, sorry, he's been the elite version of him in this series. He's been in your head. He's gotten under people's skin. He's showcased that he's a top still defensive player. And really the Clippers as an organization, really, like that whole team should just be the MVP. The fact that they won a game, especially in the way that they won that one game, given the fact that everybody on that team was pretty much given up on after, within the past two years. After they traded Tobias, I thought they were done. And, and they're, they're, they're showing that they are more than ready to contend next year for the playoffs again. But 
Then we'll go to Utah, Houston. James Harden. Harden. Yep. Guy, even when he sucks, <laughs> they win. Pretty darn good, that fella. <laughs> he broke an NFL. An NFL. He broke an NBA playoff. Why does Willow break an NFL? Well, he, he broke an NBA playoff record for um, starting off a game with most consecutive missed shots. Went 0 for 15 to start the game. Oh, get me in the league! <laughs> get me in the league! Have you seen his tape? Huh? And he finished with four. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty fucking nuts. And the Jazz, there's nobody worth saying because they're just being outplayed on all sides of the ball. Donovan Mitchell can't do it by himself. And, yeah, that's pretty much it for that series. Yeah. I mean, they have – Gobert's a great defensive player. But, it, really, it's a wash because it's, it's Capella versus Gobert. It's like, oh, I'm going to play great defense. Good. I don't really play offense. <laughs> yeah, me either. So, we're useless. Let's just stay down here. Hey, you want to fake injuries? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much how it goes. It's Virgilio's. It's Virgilio's. Uh, then we'll go to uh, Orlando, Toronto. This is a tough series for me because I haven't really paid attention to Kyle it. Kyle Lowry. Because I don't really care about this series. I just knew Toronto was going to win. Spicy P. Yeah. Spicy P has been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Like you all year. I don't know. It's Pascal Siakam. That's my MVP. Points, la- points leader in two games. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Does it sound like the notes on your phone? It is, yes. <laughs> Did you do this an hour and a half ago? No. It was like about five or six hours ago. <laughs> in, in Kyle's bedroom? Yes, yes. But well, you can say Kawhi because he's been playing pretty well, but I think Pascal's really taking over as the playoff guy right now. I'm sure it will change once they play better teams. All right, so what are some what are some teams that are... Oh, hold on, we have one more. Oh, sorry. Oh, you said okay, see, Portland. Dame. By far. Yeah. yeah. All right, God, go guy. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joseph Nurkic. So, Mark, who are some who are some teams that are like... Really, that really have like lost momentum through this first round of the playoffs. Pacers are probably one, right? (laughs) No, I mean, at least from what I've seen, I mean, the teams that I thought were going to win these series are winning them. I I haven't seen anyone that's really surprised me. I mean, I think the argument can be made for Oklahoma City. At the end of the day, they still have, they have, their two stars are bigger, are combined to bigger two stars than Portland's two stars. Yes, even but, with Nurchik. But Oklahoma's that team too. They're just snake bitten. Like they get to the playoffs and just don't typically do anything with it. I, I mean, also they, think that a lot of momentum has been lost in Toronto sales. Exactly what I was going to say. I mean, they lost the game to Orlando. That's enough. And they haven't played fantastic. They could. They could have. They could win the other four games by a margin of eighty points, and I still would give them momentum loss. Yeah. They lost to the Orlando Magic. Well, th- and they had their star point guard put up a goose egg in a game, a playoff game. They're just, like, they beat the Magic by, like, seven points, five points. They're not blowing them out like they should be. You know, and it's just... Well, do you guys give any credit to the Magic for hanging tough? Or is it really that much of I a... think the Raptors are doing what they do. I think the Raptors are underperforming more than the Magic are overperforming. And I think the Raptors are doing what they do in the playoffs. They don't play well. They did that last year. They made it. To the second round, and they got fucked. They got fucking swept by the Cavs. They can beat that first team when they play a better team. They're in a lot of trouble. Yep. Well, the Cavs weren't a better team. I think the Sixers might probably will lose them because they're not a good playoff team yet either. But what about teams <sighs> gaining momentum? Anybody gaining momentum? So Houston, Milwaukee. Uh, Houston. It's hard to argue that a number one seed and the best <laughs> team in the NBA is gaining momentum, but they're fucking doing it. 
Boston also gaining momentum. Yes, it was a, an injured Pacers team missing by far and away their best player. But Boston really was scaring their hey, fans Tom. and getting shaky as the stretch was coming down. And the, the Celtics, you know, they, they should have been a team that should have been contending for that number two seed. And they were lucky to have any home home game, home advantage at all. And they get to, they, now they're probably going to go to Milwaukee, which will be a fun series. Yep. Um, but I, I say uh, Houston because they took care of one of the best defensive teams in basketball. With and no they showed problem. that they can win games, or not win games, but they can stay in games and compete when their only legitimate big scoring threat isn't performing, which was big. Because that's the big, that was one, it's no question mark as to what Houston's game plan is. It's that we're going to shoot more threes than you and we're going to outscore you. And when the guy that does the majority of that scoring isn't scoring, you know. They were able to stay competitive. Right. What about individual players that are individual or teams that are surprising or disappointing so far through these playoffs? So I think I think we could go straight into that, the net series. I think every I think everybody on the nets except for D'Angelo Russell is a big surprise. I think I, I think everybody like the team was still good, but I think everybody has stepped up in these playoffs. Even though they're down three to one, they've I mean Dinwiddie, Lavert, Dudley, these guys. I mean like Dudley's an annoying guy. That's what he is. That, that's what that's the type of player he is. He's an in your head. You know, throwing so many YMCA's, but he has stepped it up. <laughs> but he stepped it up in the playoffs, and so and Levert, like we talked about it earlier, and Dinwiddie, like that whole team has really just escalated their game to like the D'Angelo Russell level for the playoffs. They're playing a team that is by far better, but I, I think that the, I think that's a surprise. Same thing with the Clippers. I think it's a big surprise for where that team's headed next year. Those teams. Uh, personally, I think. Jimmy Pollard's been a big, big disappointment. He scored a lot of points in that game one, but has yet to do anything after that. It's been Embiid. It's been Simmons. Even Tobias Harris. Mike had, Scott. Tobias Harris had a big game. Um, Butler just... Still not sure how Mike Scott's not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. We talked about this before. But well, I think that, that says a lot about your, your homegrown stars performing, you know, Butler was the late ad. You know, you you have high expectations for him. I mean, but Butler was added way before Tobias Harris. Well, with the exception, I'm talking about the NBA. But ever since Butler, Butler had that first week where he was really clutch, and ever since then he hasn't been the Jimmy Butler that we know. All right, so let's let's step ahead. Let's let's see into the future for a second. Let's say if he goes out and has a big game and they, and they win because of him, do your feelings change or do you still hold on to that that sentiment? They might change a little bit, but not much. I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Embiid's not playing Game Five. No. Okay. So this is gonna be Ben Simmons' show. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. What, what would what would it take for a performance for him to make you change your mind, if there's one at all? A big, big defensive game where he okay. where he just shuts down D'Angelo Russell. Which isn't gonna happen because Ben Simmons plays and plays good enough defense. I mean, ben Simmons he, plays, the th- plays the three all the time. He no, Ben Simmons... He guards the three, I'm sorry. No, in game four, Ben Simmons was on D'Angelo Russell the whole game. Was he? Yep. Okay. Because like, sometimes they have J.J. Redick up there. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> it was funny. The commentator said, uh, I, I made uh, the legend Bob Souls laugh because J.J. Redick, the comment, like he, he ticked the ball with his fingertips and it went out of play on what would have been a wide open three. And... The commentator was like, oh, good good defense by J.J. Redick. And I was like, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> but J.J. Redick cannot play defense. No, no. 
JJ Reddick, this is JJ Reddick is just a more handsome TJ McConnell. <laughs> he just runs around and just catches the ball and throws it up in the Look air. Look at me. <laughs> but like, you know, that, that, that's is, fine. Since, since JJ Reddick's been drafted, he's never missed the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Three wow. teams never missed the playoffs. That's four. Cool. Four teams. Even cooler. Milwaukee. Yeah, I knew Milwaukee. Who am I missing? We're talking his Magic, jersey. Milwaukee, LA Sixers. Oh, yeah. I forgot it was the Clippers. I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> I don't know how I remembered he was a buck, but not a Clipper. <laughs> Whoops. You got traded for Tobias Harris. Good move, Rob. I won't do it. I won't do it. I have another disappointment. What do you got? I think it's fair to say that, in all honesty, I got nothing. All right. Well, I got a surprise. No, Donovan Mitchell. I think yeah. he's been a disappointment. Well, I also think Clay Thompson's been a disappointment. I also think Draymond Green smells. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a side note. Yeah. Well, no, it says right here in my notes. Surprises, disappointments, smelly. <laughs> well, my biggest surprise so far is Shy Gale. It does say smelly. Um, you say Shinedown was a disappointment? No. I agree with that. Shy Gilgis Alexander. He's a point guard for the Clippers. He plays extremely well defense. And he, it's not a, he does. I'm sorry, what? Extremely well defense. You can give me a shot, but that's what I'm saying. No, don't give him a shot. I got to drive him home. He <laughs> plays very good defense. My name? Extremely well defense. <laughs> and you killed my father. He's not, <laughs> he's not a polished offensive player yet. But he does the little things right. You know, he scores in the paint. He can't shoot yet, but he will. That's how the NBA works. <laughs> ben Simmons will never be a shooter, but he can be. But right. he's just one of those guys that, you know, that's really taken the playoffs. Not to the – like, he's taken it to the next level, but he's not going to change the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just playing over expectations. Anybody else? Surprises? Disappointments? I agree with the Donovan Mitchell thing. I mean, it's just a young kid trying to do it all on his own. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a, it's it's hard to label it as a disappointment given the supporting cast around him, but yeah. I've, I've expected more from him. Like, I don't think anybody on the Celtics is a disappointment because the Celtics they really didn't have to do much to win the series. Yeah, I mean, they won it in four, which I think is a, is a more of a surprise. I think they would have. I thought they would have at least lost the game because that Pacers team is a hard nosed, good defensive fighting team, and they showed that after Oladipo went down. They play well defense. Right after Oladipo went down, but um. The Celtics kind of went into it, and you know they have the second best head coach and future best head coach in basketball, and Brad Stevens. And I think Brad Stevens was a big part of their mentality going into the playoffs. Where, hey, we're going to score. We have too many options not to. Let's go in and play fucking lights out defense against the Pacers. That's what we're gonna do. If we can keep the Pacers under ninety points, they don't. They can't beat us. Yeah, and they can't. Because there's just too many playmakers like the 76ers, like Golden State, like the uh, Bucks. There's too many playmakers on that Celtics team that some, not, that somebody won't go off. Somebody's going to drop 25 yeah. to 30 points a game for them. Or they're all going to drop 18 to 20, which is equally as damaging. Yeah. So uh, it's just I think they went in with the right mentality, and they just are like, we're going, to, we're going to make them miss. We're not going to try to score. We're going to make sure they don't. Quite of the naysayers too. I mean, I, I actually had doubts. I was, well, I was hoping they would lose, but I, why? I, why do you hate the Celtics? I will hate all Boston sports. But, That's not true. 
Yes, it's true. Love Tom Brady. No, incorrect. That's no, not. Um, Mass has been trying to say a name for a while now. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Keep going, and then I'll say. Well, it. I was just, I was just going to say that though it was a sweep, it was actually probably one of the, the best series because of the closeness of of the scores. You know. So you were saying something you love Tom Brady? <laughs> incorrect. Incorrect. That, that's what I heard. We should make him get an "I love Tom Brady" tattoo. When I already got Robert Kraft's face on his ass. That's true. Um, and the prostitutes. <laughs> that's just impressive. It's a collection. I got Miami Vice and it's Kraft. In a <laughs> Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, spit your name. Um, Nikola. No, just, I'm sorry. Nikola. How do I say it? Djokovic. Vucevic. Given that he plays on the Magic, you know. It was so funny when Kyle called him a half a star. <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry, what? Uh, All right, different story. Um. He's got his first all-star now this year, but his playoff appearance has been lacking. I mean, he did nothing in their win against Toronto. I mean, he's playing against Gasol and Ibaka, so I get he has a little bit of competition. To and Spicy against. P. Playing and more Spicy against P. Spicy P. And Spicy P. But the thing with Vucevic is that I, I, I disagree on the disappointment stage only because Vucevic is a not... soft-ass big man. Okay, well, he's that. <laughs> but Vucevic is also the he's not the he's not the guy you build a team around. Vucevic is more like the he belongs more on like a like a seventy sixers type of team, like a team where there's options and he can be one of those options but you instead of being the option. He he's he's not a James Harden. He he's he's a he's like a less impressive Jokic. But you still expect, a nur- nurture. What's up, Eric? You still expect him to do better than twelve and a half points a game? No, I don't. No. Well, take that, Mass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough knowledge to refute that. Does so. anybody else have anything to weigh in on these NBA playoffs before we move on? I Souls? I think we're set. Do, does what you had as a previous NBA Finals matchup change thus far after seeing what's, how these this first round's playing out? No. You saw Bucks Buck Warriors, Souls? Yep. Mock, do you still have Bucks Warriors? Yes. Red Baron, do you still have Bucks Houston? I do. Mass, do you still have Magic Jazz? Yes. You're in for a rough, rough. <laughs> is, that, is that really what he said? No, no, no. He said he said Pels Raptors. He's right. a Raptors Pels, fan. Pels, Pels. I mean, at the end, in, at the end of the day, I think the NBA is just going to burn down. They're going to cancel the finals. So, anyways, Hashtag you take a shot for that. Yes. Yeah, you have a little red plastic cup over there. Doesn't change mine. What was yours again? Blazers, Sixers. Hey, holding true. I picked that one because Kyle, he'll be upset for a minute, but he, once he realizes that if, if 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 the Sixers do in fact lose, once he realizes that Dame's the guy hosting the hosting the trophy, he'll be like, all right, I'm okay, I'm okay with <laughs> it. Don't they get Brandon Roy a ring too? No, he deserves one. He doesn't. He should have won one. No, who's good? You fucking suck. You like Brandon Roy? This is Monte Ellis or nothing. <laughs> This isn't a talking point, but we should. You guys should go back and listen to the stuff we said about the AAF. We sound like a bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> we were the pretty NBA, excited. Or the though. NFL is going to buy into them so hard. It's we gonna were be really great. excited, but I think everybody was really excited. Right. But the thing, the thing was Salt Lake Stallions. But the thing was, Birmingham Iron. It didn't disband because it was a bad product. It disbanded because they spent all their money too right, fast, yeah. and See, they what? had no financial <laughs> backing. See, that, that was the problem. It was so rushed. There was no promotion for it. It was just like, "Hey, it's here. Here you go." No, it's not. The, it's not that they didn't buy. They didn't get a TV deal. 
that's what I mean. Like they, they didn't take Dave the time. already got TV deals. That's what I mean. They're going to stream they, on the WWE Network. Are they really? Probably. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like that the XFL is taking. You know, it's already been a what a year, so it's going to be three years before they launch. The AF was just like who the XFL? Yes, the XFL is going in next year. I know, but they announced it. Was it a year or two years? Ago? It's been a. They announced it. They, they announced it a while ago. They, no, they announced it at the end of this, uh, the beginning of this offseason. No, they talked about it last year. No, they yeah. talked about it, the, the possibility of it coming back, and that they, they were, were saying 2020, and that was early 28. So it's been two years. But even still, did they get any of the former XFL players coming back? Bill Goldberg. <laughs> but even still, like they they've been taking the time to Nelly. set it up. The AF was just like, hey, here we are. There you go. The N- the NFL is totally going to buy it. Does the, the AFL? They just. The AAF, they just, they burned through their capital too fast. It was something that nobody, no normal fan outside of the NFL business would have seen because, yeah, we knew it cost a lot of money to run, but we don't know how deep these people's pockets were and what financial backings they had. They don't fucking work for Wall Street. Who was it? Was it the owner of the Hurricanes that bailed them out? Who, Greg Helms? <laughs> Stand. It, it was. I think it was the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, that gave him like two hundred and fifty million dollars, and then and like a month like, nah, later, bro. they still went out. Yep. <laughs> oh well. Right. Let's move on to some Riddler's rankings. Ooh. Who do you got this 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 week? Riddler's rankings. It's been a long time. If you remember from weeks ago, Riddler's rankings was going around the country, ranking the best athletes of every city. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. So today we're taking a stop in a city near and dear to someone on this panel's heart. We're going to Baltimore. We're going to Philadelphia. Excuse me, if you would go fuck yourself. <laughs> Proceed. Excuse me. <laughs> Number one, Jordana. Number two, the cheesesteak. Number three, Jordana eating a cheesesteak. <laughs> Number four, Jordana in a cheesesteak. Number five, five a Jordana's cheesesteak. Executive producer Dick Wolf. It's great rankings. Mm. All right, so for those rankings, so uh, got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, this one we just have to do it in case he's listening, even though I know he's not. Pete Rose, honorable mention. Um, <laughs> there, he could be. No, he was way more notable as a red. Yeah. No, I mean like he could be listening. Who, Bob? <laughs> no, he's in bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Pete Rose. Like he, he is listening. <laughs> that's Pete Rose. He Pete was Rose our first subscriber. Just, Pete Rose is wearing a backwards green hat and sitting to your right. <laughs> I should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. Well, sorry, Pete. <laughs> so some honorable mentions: uh, Allen Iverson, Moses uh, Malone. Doesn't even crack the list. Wow, Moses Malone. Charles Barkley. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Brian Dawkins. I like where this is heading. Claude Giroux. Gritty. Ben Franklin. AKA the, AKA the mask. Ha! <laughs> 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 Is Rocky Balboa going to be on this list? Nah, he's an honorable mention, though. Scratch, scratch. Did I say Jimmy Rollins is an honorable mention? Nah. Jimmy Rollins? All right, so let's crack it down. Number five, Reggie White. Defensive end, Philadelphia Eagles. The second all-time in sacks? Or is he first? No, no he's not first. Second. Second all-time in sacks, right? Yeah. Bruce Smith. Bruce Number Smith's one. First, yeah. Number four, 
one of the greatest hockey players ever, Bobby Clark. Look up a picture of Bobby Clark, gentlemen. Everyone, I want you to see his smile. There's not a lot of white stuff in that. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Julius Irving. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Every Professor time I hear, J. Every yes, time I hear Dr. J, I think of Rob Schneider and Grown Ups. <laughs> Dr. J is still alive. Yeah, but those types of guys. <laughs> he has no teeth. You know, he's got him. He's just got no front teeth. Right. Chessboard. He's, he's missing got. all the teeth in between his vampire teeth. Here, there you go. That's the best yeah. picture. Uh, number two, Mike Schmidt. And number num- one, Bryce Harper. Num- no. Aaron Nola. Not this year. Pat Nishik, though. No, number one, the woman-banging, 100-point-scoring, Wilt the Stilt. Chamberlain. Yeah. Steve Carlton. Oh, no. Honorable mention. Oh, oh, and Steve Carlton was on. Yeah, yeah. It was on there somewhere. It should be. There's a lot of names, Kyle. <laughs> Fuck off, right, dude? Jesus. I'm happy with that list. I thought that was pretty concise. Fuck Brian Dawkins. This guy sucks. Shouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, oh, Terrell nice. Owens also honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> he played like three or three years there. Three or four. LaShawn no. McCoy, too. Yeah. No McNabb? No love for McNabb? Nah. No big dick, Nick. I tell you, you're fat. I was reading a thing on Reddit today. Philly fans hate McNabb. Oh, it's so great. They hate players him. hate him too. Because I guess he just like rips on the franchise all yeah, the time. You know who else the Philly fans hate? Santa. So it's like <laughs> that's what your basis is. <laughs> it's good point. beer bottles at Santa. I don't hate Santa. Philly fans are the worst. You're, you're not an Eagles fan. Mock though, diehard Eagles fan. Ugh. He loves the Philadelphia Cowboys. Would you rather cheer for the Philadelphia Eagles or the New England Patriots? Eagles, because he drafts them all the time. Mock hates the Patriots more than he hates anybody in his division. I don't know. I hate the Cowboys so much. I would love a Cowboys-Patriots Super Bowl. <laughs> that, when that almost happened a Nobody few years ago. Nobody would watch it except for those fans. I'd watch it. What's, what would I would still watch it, but I'd just root for injuries. The entire stadium to blow up? Just be like, oh, God. Terrorism, let's go. But you got to root for the Cowboys because then they could be tied. At Mox, got Super Bowl square. Mox got a Super, Super Bowl square. All right, second quarter, ISIS, let's do it. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do if that was ever the Super Bowl. I couldn't go to a Super Bowl party. I would have to like watch it in the dark. What's the worst imaginable Watch Super Bowl for you guys? Obviously, we know Mox. Mass, what's your, mo- what's your worst imaginable Super Bowl? Right now. Uh, like next the Rams year. are in because he Next year, <laughs> yeah, <right>? the, <laughs> the Seahawks and... The Jets just hates the I Jets. I know the Red Barons. I don't know Souls is that. I don't know who can can I come back around for my AFC team? No. You you don't know the AFC team you dislike the most? No, I really don't. All right, Probably the Bengals. I can respect that. That's not fair. Do you hate the Bengals? You're it's, gonna it's, hate. You're, it's you're, not the Bengals the team that you hate the most to go to the Super Bowl. Is a team that's never won a playoff game. It's, it's not <laughs> that I hate the Bengals. It's just I wouldn't give a shit if they were in the Super Bowl. I think the Red Barons is Patriots Packers. You know, it's like tied Patriots Packers, Patriots Cowboys. Do you it, hate it, the equal. Packers as much as you hate the Cowboys? E, well. Do you hate the Packers? On a historical note, I hate the Cowboys, but the the Packers are just the Patriots of the NFC. Matt, who's your second least favorite NFC team? 49ers? Yeah, probably. All right, so let's just flash back to 2000. We'll make it 49ers Seahawks. All right, there you go. 2000? Were they they an NFC team in 2000? Who were the... uh, Seahawks? No, it was like the the 90s before they, they swapped. All right, so we'll go back to like 1990. All right. 
There you go. 49ers Seahawks Super Bowl. Perfect. Souls? That could have been a thing then. Yeah, for sure. Cowboys Ooh, Ravens. Cowboys Ravens? That would just be boring. And suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd root for no one. One thing I'm always curious about is Kyle's not disdain for the Patriots like mine. Because I respect the fuck out of Tom Brady. Well, I don't, I don't disrespect him, but you, you kind of do. You kind of do. I, I disrespect the, fact, the whole you franchise. Know, you know, you know what's disrespect. You know why you disrespect Tom Brady? Because you that? just tried to find a way that wasn't mean to say you don't respect Tom Brady. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I respect the fuck out of Tom Brady. And you're like, I don't disrespect him. Well, I, I, so you're just like neutral on him. I, he's a great quarterback, you know. Perhaps the greatest you're of all time. Already. The point I'm making Kisses is Kyle watched the same <coughs> losses that I watched to the Patriots you're right. via being a Steelers fan, and he doesn't have the disdain you're right. like I do because the Ravens are far worse. Kyle, they are pretty much equal. We just we just play the Ravens twice a year, and therefore that's if why I hate them. Well, hold on, the... for a long time we played the Patriots twice a year. <coughs> lost both when, those games. In, <laughs> back when it was the, the three divisions got. Dark times. No, I'm, talking, I'm talking about you played them as the one seed matchups, and then you played them in the AFC Championship game. True. This is true. Dick. Usually there's yeah, like Dick a Vermeil. decisive fumble. Want to ring with the Rams? Two pulls the Rams. <laughs> yeah, so that's the line. But I, I, Texans, Packers. Oh, I don't Texans. Like the Texans. Yeah, oh, I really? fucking hate the Texans. Oh, Why? Really? Because the, the Texans aren't good. They're not a good football team. But I mean, of all AFC teams, you hate the Texans the most? <laughs> the youngest of the AFC teams <laughs> just hates them. Yeah. Considering he's a fan of the oldest team. Yeah, I have a reason. I have a reason for, I have a reason, but it's embarrassing. Let's hear it. You don't have to do it. He has to do it. Shut the fuck up. Andre Johnson kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's only a small team. Hey, what's up, Nick? The Bears have never beat the Texans. Really? Yeah. A storied franchise like the Chicago Bears have a goose egg in the win column against a team. How many times they face the only team? I don't know, probably like what, like four? <laughs> probably like four. But it or doesn't five matter. Times. Like the, te- the Texans, at least one of them, Schwab was under center. So, <laughs> about him, it was uh, uh, David Carr. Could have been Osweiler <laughs> when they play yeah, last. Osweiler is actually undefeated against the Bears. Is Osweiler's he really? never lost yeah. the Bears. He beat them that game in Miami. <laughs> Remember when you guys were handed the uh, NFC Championship game yeah. against the yeah, and then fucking lost in the Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl? Here's some quick salt in the wound. There we are. Yeah. Um, Remember when you guys could have kept Jerome Bettis? Yeah. Um, it goes all the way back to ah! they've played four times: 2004, 8, 12, and 16. Fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Bears. <laughs> Start massing my team. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm a diehard fan, but they're just terrible. <laughs> they're going to lose the Super Bowl. All right. What would be your favorite Super Bowl matchup, not counting your team? Kyle's is going to be Lions-Colts. Yeah. I think mine would be Colts-Seahawks. Yeah. He's a big Russell Wilson's dick rider. I, I've, but I've always kind of liked the Seahawks. It's just because you want to suck Sierra's dick. We know. <laughs> but even when I was young, I always liked the Seahawks logo. And, like, they're they're... Jerseys always looked cool and not. No, no, they used to look cool. Now they look like trash. Yes, I like yeah, we're a neon sign. Look at that. <laughs> the old like school it. jerseys were the best, especially when the 
before the helmet, before the Seahawk went all the way around. Yeah. Uh, the Sean Alexander jersey. The Joey Galloway jersey. You kids don't even know who Joey Galloway is. Who's Joey Galloway? Exactly. Oh my god, man. I don't know, know, know who Joey Galloway is. I know the name. That was unstoppable in Madden 03. <laughs> I know what college you went to. Of course Greg you do, Jenny. Kyle. <laughs> Mass, what's yours? Can I, so since we went back for the Niner Seahawks, can no, I go back one no. year? One year. Last year. Just last year. So what, last year's Super Bowl? Yeah. If I, no, no, no. If so I you could, want Patriots Rams again? No, no, no. If oh. I could change it up, I'd love to have seen the Bears play the Chiefs. That would have been a great Super Bowl. So that, that could be your favorite Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I don't understand that why could, we That could happen to, anytime. He wants that Bears defense against that Chiefs. Oh, yes. I, I understand. Okay. That would have been great. I'm talking about, like, like what, what's your favorite non-Rams NFC team? I actually like a lot of the NFC teams. You're just terrible, Mass. <laughs> what's yours? Uh, Bills Bears. This guy gets it. Bills Bears in the bowl. That's right. <laughs> A lot of bees. A lot of bees. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Colts Bill. lines in the can. That's where you'll be watching. Redskins Chargers. Really? Oh. Yep. Redskins huh. are my second favorite NFC team. Really? Yeah. Why? Because the Redskins are always the team in the beginning of every single year that's like, they're going to fucking suck. And guess who's always knocking on the playoff door come the end of the season? <laughs> the fucking Redskins. It never matters. They always find a way to knock on that goddamn playoff door from the NFC East. It doesn't matter how good the other teams are, how shitty the other teams are. Fucking two broken legs and they weren't out of it till week 16. <laughs> the Redskins always fucking find a way to knock down the or knock on the door for the playoffs. They don't always make it, but they always find a way to knock on that door. They have a lot of heart. They have a lot of grit. Any team that exploits Native Americans, I'm all about it. <laughs> Hashtag I, Blackhawks. Can I change my answer? Yeah. Cardinals Browns. Get the fuck out of here. So your favorite NFC team is a division opponent. I love the Cardinals. They're like the little brother that just like... You're the worst them. sports fan ever. Mass, Mass, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me break this down for you. This is the way you should really think about your division, okay? No, I really, really want you to understand. Okay. I would rather see... Tom Brady win the next 40 Super Bowls. You don't hate Tom Brady, though. I'd rather see the Joe Flacco-led Ravens Come on, man. win the next 40. Yeah, but I hate them is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Rather win the next Terrell 40 sucks. Super Bowls we cool, we cool. than to see any other NFC North team win a game. Win a game. Do you mean that about the Lions? Fuck the Lions! Nah, you don't hate them. I do. I do, guys. They're not the worst. You can't hate the They're Lions. They're my third least favorite team. Yeah, but it's not the worst. No. You'd rather have them have four wins. No. I don't have any. Yeah, because they could beat so, the Packers and the Vikings. No, nah, I want them all to tie. <laughs> I want them all to tie 0-0. Zero, 0-0 zero. Zero, zero and 6. <laughs> I want a lot of, like, interceptions, fumbled at the one-yard line, I blocked field goal. I can't bring myself to hate the Cardinals for whatever reason. I despise the fucking Seahawks and Niners. So, I kind of like so here's the thing. We're gonna go to break now because this whole conversation. I forgot to write the bracket down. So I need to <laughs> do that. So we're gonna take a break now. We're gonna go go to break for you know three three ish minutes. Let let the let the boys piss and urine and re up on beers or whatever they got to do. Um, when we come back, we're gonna have a uh, quick bracket break. Um, Twitter poll. No Twitter poll. No, I didn't. I didn't get one this week. Right, well, what if you poll us? 
Come up with a question on the break. Okay. And poll us on it. Something good. Get the get the mock gears turning. I want something really good. Sports related but can be sexual. Um and we're also going to uh dive into some mock draft type of stuff and uh Red Baron's runaway. Yeah. Yep. So we'll be back in three minutes, hundred and eighty seconds on the PPRN radio network. And now back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN radio network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... <laughs> I forgot all of them. And on Waka, my favorite little rascal is... Spanky. That's not true. Kyle, did you hear about the monorail? Yeah. She also just said here. I know she did. My favorite little rascal is definitely Buckwheat. Yeah, Buckwheat's the best. It's, it's detrimental we have this, this stool to rest our feet on right now. As Rebecca ruins the show with yeah, her. Nothing like waiting to her live back on the show. You have she's like, so her, she's so pale with this henna. It looks like she has like leprosy coming on or something like that. That's Very a rash. <laughs> Scabs. That's gonna be her nickname. Scabs. Scabs Scab Sanderson. Sanderson. We have fun here. <laughs> it's time for a bracket break. Ooh, Mox's favorite. Yeah, you like these, don't you? I do. I like these a lot. All right, so today's bracket is. Bricotto. I can't wait till I can pick a region. <laughs> <laughs> top top sixteen individual single season performances. So like single season records, four from each of the four major sports. And they were break, broken down, like, you know, a number one seed from each sport all the way through a number four seed from each sport. So, Machine, since you're so excited, would you like to pitch, pick a quadrant? We don't have regions today. We have quadrants. Okay. So, you can either go top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. I don't get to pick the sport? No, no, they're not by sport. Oh, okay. So, each sport has a one seed. And I got gotcha. Each sport has a two and a three and a four. I got gotcha. you. So, all uh, four sports are offered in each quadrant. So, if you'd like, I can give you which quadrant number one seed sports are. Top right. Top right, okay. All right. So we have the oh, marker. So we have the number. <laughs> what? Like a marker thing? No. I I want to ask Kyle what kind of football fan would go see a movie instead of watching the draft. <laughs> so Bob, Bob was harping on that before I left. He's like, make sure you bring that up on the air. I'm Kyle, good. you better not bail on me. My, my team. He's Kyle flicking out. Why would be so? It mad doesn't matter. Kyle's gonna flake out on us, and he's not gonna go to the movie. And then the best part is. Walker's gonna bust his balls all week about like how, what kind of football fan doesn't. Want, and then when he flakes on us, she's gonna be like, "You're a real shitty friend, guy." <laughs> <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> That's uh, it's gonna be so great. We're, it's gonna be me, Mock, and Amelia seeing the Avengers. <laughs> and we're both gonna fall. Asleep. I'm not gonna lie though. <laughs> no, Amelia will be the awake. Phone updates will be on. That's what I mean. Me and you, <laughs> Amelia will be awake. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. So top right quadrant number one seed. From the NBA, Mark Eaton, with his 1984-85 season uh, single season record of 456 blocks in a season. That's a lot of blocks. Uh, <laughs> just so you guys know, for the uh, non NBA fans here, almost all of you, <laughs> he averaged he averaged over five five and a half blocks a game. Yeah, that's she pretty she said, insane. Hmm. See what she said? No, she says you don't know me, Paul. <laughs> I know you. I know. And then versus the number four seed uh, from the NHL, Dave Schultz, 
with his with a career high single season record of 472 penalty minutes in a season. That's, that's a much, front runner. That's a way more fun stat. <laughs> so I don't know how you guys want to vote on these. You want to vote on them on like like wow factor, fun, like unbreakability. I think it should be up to you. All encompassing. Yeah, so just have that's, a, that's a really good head-to-head to like lead off. Cause mm. I, I, I want to do the, the blocks because that's incredible. But penalty minutes, <laughs> that's also... Here's the thing. I don't. Neither, neither record will be touched. Nobody has come even close to those penalty minutes at, at, at all. And we're, we're, going on, oh, we're going on 40 or almost 50 years of that. Yeah. That record. And, and that no one's come close. No one's touching the block record. I'm going Mark Eaton. All right. Mark Sheen? Eaton. Penalty minutes is just too funny for me to pass up. I gotta go with the penalty minutes. I gotta go with blocks. Oh. I, I'm very impressed by it. We play a lot of, uh, in the summertime, the group here, we play a lot of 21, and I, I get really excited when I get one block a game. <laughs> so, I'm excited when I get a to summer. Shoot. <laughs> it's usually at me. All right, the number two I get seed. Jeff sometimes. The number two seed, MLB. He gets a lot of steals for me because I try to ball handle and I can't. And he doesn't know how to steal. He just flails his limbs. Paul is me playing basketball perfected. <laughs> the number two seed MLB, Nolan Ryan's 383 strikeouts in a single season versus the number three seed NFL, Ladanian Tomlinson's 28 rushing touchdowns in a season. Ladanian Tomlinson. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't, a... don't even answer otherwise. Kyle? Nolan Ryan. I think mine's Nolan Ryan. You tell me Nolan Ryan's again, please. Uh, 383 strikeouts in a single season. Versus 28 rushing touchdowns in a single season. 28 rushing touchdowns. I'm going to go with LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> I'm also going to go with Nolan Ryan. Yeah, You guys are the worst. But here, you got to figure... Yes, I understand, and I, I acknowledge the fact of it's an insane amount of strikeouts. And Nolan Ryan, obviously, no schmuck. Unless well, we see a, a huge change in football philosophy moving forward, I don't think we'll ever see that stat again. And I'm, I'm grateful. It'll change you know, back. I, well, you know, I the hope NFL so. The NFL will go. The NFL. I, I certainly hope so. The NFL but I'll be at waiting. one point was more pass happy than rush happy. It's just it didn't have the the receiving stars it does now. Eventually, what's going to happen is, is there's the, the the big receiving stars. There's not going to be as many as there are right now, and there's going to be running backs that are going to get underutilized that are going to become big. Guys. I mean, look at it right now. You got Barkley, Elliott, um, the uh, guy from the Bengals there, um, Mixon. Mixon. Howard is no slouch when he's utilized correctly. What's up, Ryan? But like McCoy still has tank, has, still has gas in his tank. You know, all he's got Bell. You know, there's not, you can't say Bell's going to be a bust. You know, Connor, though. I mean, there's a lot of players uh, out there. I certainly hope so. I, right, I'd like to on, see the stat. on, Red Baron. Pick, on, a, let, pick let, a bracket. Uh, LT sucks. Get not, over it. Uncorrect. Uh, what was that quadrant before? He picked upper right. Uh, bottom left. Right, bottom left. All right. We have the number one seed, NFL, uh, Eric Dickerson's rushing yards in a season, 2105. Versus the number four seed MLB Ichiro Suzuki's two hundred and sixty two hits in a single season. Ichiro. 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 You guys are all wrong. You guys are all wrong. Dickerson's record was almost broken already. Dickerson's record was almost broken several times and still hasn't been broken. By running backs better than him. Ichiro's record is still new. 
D Gordon could break that record. And there will, I'm just saying, D, D Gordon can break that yeah, record. Absolutely. And other players down the stretch will be able to break that record for hits. A, a, a good, a, a, a fast, good hitting. Think if Billy Hamilton could hit like Jose Altuve, would he break that record? Yeah, but he can't. But that's not what I'm saying, though. But you get a guy who can hit the ball who's fast, he'll be able to break that record. How many times have we seen somebody on the watch, week 15, this guy's getting close to Eric Dickerson's record? Does Nobody ever does it. You're right. But also 262, especially with that baseball play today, where it's a power hitting league. But people have come close since 2004. Yeah, but just recently it's changed over to just home runs. Yeah, not just recently. I didn't even watch baseball. Three or four. Number two seed, NHL Paul Kofi's goals by a defenseman in a season, 48. Which, for those of you who don't know hockey, which is all of you, uh, the 40 goal mark in the NHL is pretty fucking good. Um, now, what, what, now what's hockey again? Versus the number three seed NBA LA Lakers winning streak of 33 straight wins. Defenseman goals. I'm going to go LA. Defenseman goals. Goals. Nice. I'm not going to vote. I don't have to. This is such. Souls pick quadrant. Souls pick quadrant. Bottom right. Bottom right. Yep. The number one seed, Wayne Gretzky's points in a season with 215. That one. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Hold on. Versus the number four seed, Chicago Bears, points allowed in a season with 42. Gretzky. Gretzky. That is a good one. I I give it to Gretzky. Even if you inflate that to today's NFL standards, though, they only allowed 3.2 games. 3.2 points a game. Yeah, but it's just Wayne. Said the kid will break it. Probably not. Riddler, I give you a lot of credit because these are really good head-to-head like decision-making. Uh, I'm torn. All right, number two seed, uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain's on, uh, rebounds in a season with 2,149, an average of 27.2 rebounds a game. Wow. Versus the number three seed, Ricky Henderson's 130 stolen bases in a season. Well. Well. Oof. Ricky Henderson. I, too, say Ricky Henderson. Will no one's touching that ever? It's it's impossible. Get me in the league. I was going to say, <laughs> have you seen Mox tape? He doesn't go for rebounds. He goes for ball taps and assists. Whoa, whoa, whoa. there's a side B to that disc. <laughs> well, Mass, you're the <laughs> last one standing. <laughs> Mass, pick a quadrant. What's the one that's locked? Oh, come on. There you go. All right. So the number one seed, um, MLB season accomplishment, Hugh Duffy with a season total batting average of 440. Versus the NBA's Jose Calderon's free throw percentage of 98.3. Hugh. 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 See, I need more information on that batting average. So I'm saying free throw percentage. Okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need? On well, I mean, like, how many at-bats? I, I mean, did he go... He played a full season. But, uh, I mean, as a... Played a full season, even if it's one at-bat. I know, but I mean... I'd like to know how many. He batted four forty with a hundred at bats. They obviously would wouldn't have it as a record if it wasn't the right amount of bats. It's a fair point. Free throw shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the number two NFL seed. Night, hey, Michael. Night train lanes fourteen interceptions in a season, <laughs> versus the number three seed NHL George Hainsworth's twenty two shutouts in a season. Uh, night train lane. Kyle was about to say that, and then he was like, 22 shutouts is a lot. I'm going to go with the shutouts. 
I'm sorry, can you repeat the two? 22 shutouts by a hockey goalie versus 14 interceptions by a defensive back in the NFL. With how many games? What? He did that in like a 12-game season. No, he didn't. It wasn't 16 games. It was 14. 22 shutouts. Okay, 22 shutouts and 40 starts. That's how many games he started. I got to get the shutouts. Shutouts. Played half the season. Good guy. All right. I think the interceptions could happen like any time. It just it just hasn't. Right, it so hasn't happened since the forties. Hey, we, we've what? had a, we've had a lot of ten nine ten interception guys. It, it could happen. Yeah, but he also first of all it was the fifties. So go ahead and enjoy that uh, iced tea over there. I really don't want to. Come oh, well. on, and I'll do one. On top you. of it too, the, he played at a time where like Run if a hard? team had one good receiver, Run they hard? were the they had the best receiver. This isn't really an around the horn thing anymore. <laughs> This is more like a mock start porn thing. Mock start porn thing? Yeah. All right, he said it. I'm going to give one to Reed over there. I'd like one, yes. Well, right, so got to do one. It could be like New Jersey. you got to pump your own shot over there. <laughs> you can't pump takes your own forever. shot. You can't pump your own shot in New Jersey. Well, I meant that he would be the guy, that the attendant. He looks like he could be a gas station attendant. Yeah. All right. What so, number one seed Mark Eaton's 456 blocks in a season versus the number two seed Nolan Ryan's 383 strikeouts. Say the first one again. Mark Eaton's blocks, Nolan Ryan strikeouts. Mark Eaton. Strikeouts. 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 Blocks. Strikeouts is going to happen by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is five and a half blocks. When's the last time we saw someone average three and a half? What, kind of, what team did Mark Eaton play for? Mark Eaton? Uh, a team that moved. Uh, it was the Bucks. Yeah, I was going to give you credit, but get the hell out of here. What, what was the team? Vancouver was one, and he also played for Utah for a lot of his career. Oh, what? That's what I meant. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. You're right. All right, number two, Wilt, Wilt, <laughs> Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain's 2,149 rebounds in a season versus Wayne Gretzky's 215 points in a season. Oh. Wayne. 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 <laughs> number four seed, each row's 262 hits in a season. Versus number two, Paul Kofi's 48 goals by a defenseman. Uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Kofi. Goals. Who comes down to this? Here's some food for thought on this. He did this in the 1985-1986 season. We have seen over the past 15 years a lot of offensive-driven defensemen in the NHL, like P.K. Subans and Shea Weber's, even the Zidane Chars. None of them are even in the list for the top goal scored by defenseman in a season. I'm going to go goals just because I think there will come a player who's going to play in the MLB for a longevity and be successful. The, uh, for well, the no, this is a, but that's single season. For yeah. Right. So okay, I guess what, 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 what are you saying. getting at? I'm saying that I think it's, it's attainable for uh, God, MLB. so aggressive. I don't, all right, whatever. Well, all right. We're talking about 20 games at the time. 22, 22 hockey shutouts in a season versus a 440 batting average. Four forty. Four forty. Twenty-two shutouts. Shutouts. Batting average. That would never be touched again. We doing this shot or? Yeah. That's um, the end of the bracket. All right, end, end of the bracket. Duffy's four forty batting average versus the goals by a defenseman. Batting average. <laughs> batting average. Batting, batting average. average. Nolan Ryan's strikeouts versus Wayne Gretzky's points in the season. Wayne. 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 Newton. Wayne versus... <laughs> right, so, points in the season by Wayne versus batting average. Wayne. 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 Yeah. 
Wayne this just goes to show you even more how Wayne Gretzky oh. will always be. <laughs> Guys don't even fucking know hockey. And still wins. More <laughs> baseball fans here. And fucking love Wayne. Break <laughs> <laughs> it, break. Here we go. Shoot it. To Wayne. That's so good. All right. Yeah, he so, was, he was a pretty good hockey player. Yeah, his numbers retired across the league. <laughs> Solf broke Those all the records, really? though. Yeah, nobody can wear 99. That's awesome. It's a pretty awesome number, too. To Did have you know that Wayne Gretzky also? Fun fact about Wayne Gretzky. Um, so Wayne Gretzky always played with part of his jersey untucked out of, his, out of his shorts. It wasn't because that was his style of play. It was because he had one leg a little longer than the other. And so his jerseys, he had a custom made for that way. So the other one always came untucked. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Machine, do you have a GSWD poll? Oh, shit. You didn't come up with a question, <laughs> you piece of <laughs> shit. All right, so. Who's getting drafted number one overall this year's NFL draft? No, we're going to do something really fun here. We're going to do something off the, off the beaten path here. I want Mock to do something with this, this Twitter poll. Or actually, you know what we'll do? Mock, we'll save your thing for the end so you have time. All right. Is Red Baron's Runaway ready? It's ready. So why don't ready. you introduce us to Red Baron's... Well, I'll introduce Red Baron's Runaway. And you can go from there. So Red Baron's Runaway was a topic that the the um, Baus Souls over there came up with, with myself as well. And it is a new Red Baron segment. You're the only one that's not had a segment yep. on the show. And uh, <laughs> Very clever name, too, by the way. Well, you know, you're a famous aviation pilot. Um, I like to think that you're the Snoopy Red Baron instead of the actual. Yeah. Or the Scooby Doo one. Or the guy in your freezer. Yeah, but not the war guy. You're either going <laughs> to be Snoopy or pizza. Yeah. Um, and you could be both. But um, so today this is going to be geared towards the MLB. Yep. And so Red Baron's runaway is going to be MLB players taking off or landing. So you're taking off our players getting hot, and your landings are, are players that have cooled down since the start of the season. So Red Baron, take us away. So today I have a, a group here of uh, players who are gaining altitude, as it were. And I, I kind of put a combination. Since Someone the, put the pump over. over the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, since the season is somewhat young, I uh, kind of combined uh, players where they are right now and uh, players who oh. had a pretty good week. Uh, the first uh, guy on the list is from... Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, and it's Kristen Yelich. Uh, he leads uh, the entire league in home runs. Guy's never going to win an MVP. <laughs> with uh, with 13 home runs, as well as 31 RBIs, uh, certain uh, camps who are fans would uh, consider him pretty darn good. Um, also, someone who's coming off a pretty big week and a, a big season so far in general from the Los Angeles dollar, Dodgers, not the dollars, the Los Angeles dollar, dollars, Dodgers, it is uh, getting supposed to be drunk after all, is Cody Bellinger. Uh, he leads in a lot of uh, categories. He totes a 424 batting average with an 882 slugging percentage with 36 hits, 26 runs scored, and 75 total bases so far in the year. Um, as far as pitching goes, Pittsburgh's Joe Musgrove, he touts a 0.81 ERA with a 1-1 one one record. So, Good for him, though. The Pirates have a bright spot <laughs> on, uh, first on the season. Now. Yeah, you know, it actually kind of a, a surprise. Uh, not not some not a team I would have picked, especially. Well, he won't if stay there, but. Well, right, but hey, listen. 
two weeks in, whatever, you know, good for them. Uh, a big week for Felipe Vasquez, also in uh, a, a pirate. Uh, nine saves on the air, two this week, still holding a zero ERA for a closer, for reliever, uh, with 18 uh, strikeouts. And then a big week, a big week for uh, the Twins' Eddie Rosario. Six home runs he's coming off of this week, uh, touting a uh, 663 slugging percentage with an uh, OPS of 1.068. So those are my players who are gaining altitude this far. Um, players, I'm sorry, um, my, my players are hitting turbulence uh, so far. I don't have a big list. Most of them are actually pitchers. Um, Chris Sale. Jumping out to an 0-4 season so far with an 8.50 ERA. Um, kind of not the Chris Sale we know. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of jumped out two slow starts in the past, but nothing like that we've seen uh, thus far. Uh, I, I Personally, I think he'll turn it around, but uh, this is kind of surprising. Um, I hope that it's not kind of what it, we're looking at uh, moving forward. But... You know, there's there is some concern to be had uh, for him. Um, as a unit, uh, hitting turbulence are the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> you know, injury. You know, it, it can plague a team, and it's no, yeah. it's no fault uh, of the team. Injuries happen. You know, the the Mets are, have been known. So the Yankees looking a lot like the Mets thus far, and uh, not escaping the turbulence uh, list are uh, Mets pitching, especially starting pitching. Uh, have not uh, jumped out to expectations. Uh, DeGrom uh, suffering some injury and kind of a slow start. Had actually had a good first two starts. DeGrom pitching on Friday. A lot of good first two starts. Uh, he's actually averaging 14 strikeouts uh, a start, which is pretty impressive in, in, in two starts, I believe it is. Uh, but Syndergaard has been slow. Matt's has been slow. Vargas has just kind of been a shame. He always is. Well, you know what? He's a good, solid guy. But that was, that's my... Uh, Red Baron's runway for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Segment. I liked it. Did a lot of homework. I'm happy about it. I'm happy about that. Thank you. Uh, breaking news, the Capitals uh, uh, surrendered three third-period goals to give the Hurricanes a Game 6 win, and now there's a winner-take-all Game 7 for the defending... Let's go, Whalers! Teams. So... Weird on this side. For those of you that are that can see the footage, that watch religiously and know the, the seating arrangements, you'll notice that Machine is sitting all by himself. That's because he has uncontrollable gas. Wait, um, but with that aside, <laughs> I have in my hand, we're going to do something different. I wanted to do this. Uh, I had something set up here for uh, some mock draft discussion, as in, because the draft is this weekend. You know, That'll obviously be a big token on what we talk about next week. Um, by that time, all seven rounds of the NFL, mock, or NFL actual draft will be done. Mock draft submissions. Uh, Red Baron gave his. I already have, have my Souls's. Um, I have it done. Now, the guy's got like five. Yeah, like 13. Red Baron, I did uh, offer just in case if you want to come up with another mock draft where Kyler Murray doesn't go first overall, or do you want to just ride this for whatever happens? I'm going to ride it out because I think it's a bunch of hubaloo. All right. Is that, is that, is that the saying? Hubaloo? hubaloo? So what we're going to do here is something very, very interesting. Um, instead of doing a actual... um draft discussion, I thought it would be a lot more interesting if we were to do Mass, Souls, and myself. No offense, Mock. 
<laughs> a <laughs> rapid <laughs> fire draft. Oh. So we are going right. with no prep. I didn't do any prep either, so no prep, no sound effects like last week. <laughs> Can I at least pull up my big board? Nope. You, everyone's going to have the same advantage, and that advantage is nothing. Um, what we're going to do I'll is use a blue real quick. This guy's playing Kingdom Hearts over here. <laughs> Kyle's going to have more picks than anybody else, but that's just because of the nature of the way things are going to work here. I'm going to keep track of our drafts and, and add these to our mock draft thing, just for fun, just shits and giggles to see what happens. The only thing that the mass, myself, and Bow Souls are going to have is last week's mock draft that we did on the air between Mock Sheen Washable, The Mass, and Cosles. The Bows. This will be placed in the middle. You may look at it when you guys have to pick. You may not touch it. The way this is going to work format-wise, we're going to do back-to-back picks for each person. Kyle will lead off with back-to-back picks, then The Mass will pick back-to-back, then I will pick back-to-back. And then it restarts. Kyle, Maz, Paul. Back to back picks. So you will, there will be four people picking in between yourself. No trades. It doesn't have to be like a number one pick up here. So Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray, all right, moving on. Moving on. You, you, you have time for uh, some mini explanations if you Tell if you what, you wish. how much time you want. Give me that bell. Right. What, per pick? Yeah. All right, so you get, I'm trying to do the math in my head. If we did 30 seconds, 30 seconds, then 32, 16 minutes. 16 minutes? That's we in it. That's Perfect. enough time. You got 30 seconds to make your pick and explain it. No, nope, I'm throwing it, Mock. Don't throw it. Mock catch. Throw it. No, don't throw it. <laughs> so, everybody on board? Souls, you need to stop touching me. <laughs> everybody on board? Yeah, I'm good. You have to just embrace him by touching him back. All right. I, Souls, I'm currently holding a whole sack of peanuts. Souls is officially on the clock. Pick is in. No, we're not doing the music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the first pick in the overall draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. Defensive end Nick Bosa out of the University of The Ohio State University. Oh, boy, here we go. Uh, and the Cardinals just recently said, hey, we're going to probably stick with Josh Rosen. I believe it. And I think they picked the best player in the draft, Nick Bosa. He's had good meetings and all that stuff. So, yeah. Number two a- on the clock. You're back to back. Oh, anyway. So, <laughs> picks in, oh, San Francisco Giant. Oh, Giant. Fuck. Private stock. <laughs> <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers select defensive tackle Quinton Williams. They need a lot of help in the middle, and I believe that he's the guy to do it. Uh, Armstead's not big enough. They have Buckner on the outside. I think they need another guy to help him in the middle. Pick number three. Pick number three is in. We are uh, picking uh, John, uh, Josh Allen with the uh, number three overall pick. New York really needs help all over the defense. Uh, they have a lot of interior pressure already. They need some stuff around the outside. That works for both New York teams. Coming from a guy that fucking playing Kingdom Hearts on the side of me. Bye, Four's man. on the clock. Uh, number four, Raiders. Uh, Devin Bush. Uh, line- White or Bush? Devin White. Okay. Linebacker, LSU. <laughs> um, <laughs> Raiders can't afford to. I. They're both named Devin. I can't fucking keep it straight. Except their last names. Yes. <laughs> Fuck them. Number five's on the clock. Well, you don't get to announce that. That's Mock's thing to announce. You yeah, number five, 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 four five. seconds in. Stock? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I forget some of these guys' positions. I got to look this guy up. <laughs> that doesn't matter. What position fire. does Montez Sweat Sports play? Defensive, defensive end. end. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay selects Montez Sweat. They just need everything on defense. <laughs> Every, anything they pick defensively is a good pick. And uh, the New York Giants are on the clock at number six. The New York Giants select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle. 
Um, they need all kinds of help getting. <laughs> they need all kinds of help getting to getting the pass rush done. All anything defensively is really good, and uh, he's a big monster inside. I hate this pick. Moving on. Seven on the clock. Jacksonville, Kyle. Uh, they pick offensive tackle Juwan Taylor out of the University of Florida. They need a lot of help offensive line wise. You know they got to keep Nick Foles up. Let Leonard Fournette get some holes. They can run. Much needed pick there in Jacksonville. Eight on the clock. Oh, Detroit. Fuck, you took my pick. I picked tight end TJ Hawkinson. You took your own pick? <laughs> <laughs> no, you took my this one. Oh. Uh, so, I can't touch that. Um, I think the Lions need a lot of help offensive weapon-wise. They got rid of Golden Tate. They're missing a... Uh, Hawkinson can catch the deep ball. He blocks. He does all the little things right that you need from a tight end. So, Eric Ebron? No, he's more of a Heath Miller. Um, Remember, you got a microphone there. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's radio. <laughs> fuck uh, you. Anyway, I think that's the perfect fit for Detroit. They need him. They need another weapon. They need a blocker. He fits all. Nine on players. the clock. Buffalo Bills, mass. Uh, Buffalo Bills select um, Jonah Williams, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Number ten is on the clock. Denver. Denver selects. You're not gonna give any reasoning. All right. They need to protect their young quarterback. Okay. He's the best tackle in the draft. That's all I needed to hear. Um, number ten. Who's the who's Denver Broncos? Not, not Drew Lock. Um, Dwayne Haskins. Not Dwayne Will Greer. Not Will Greer. Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Quarterback. Wow, this one's already wrong. <laughs> this oh. draft is all over the place. Uh, Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals are on the clock. Cincinnati Bengals say quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Um, they need they need to find the, the replacement for Andy Dalton. He's a, they've proven that he's not the future there, especially with the exit of Marvin Lewis. They need to start the rebuild now while they have the option at a, at a franchise quarterback. 12 is on. All right. The – oh, man, this one's – Fucking tough. Um, the Green Bay Packers select Cody Ford. It's an offensive lineman, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they need anything to protect Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. Yeah. He needs to be healthy. If he's not playing football, the Packers stand no chance. On the clock. Uh, the 13th pick is the Miami Dolphins. I personally think they're going to take defensive end Brian Burns out of Florida State. I'm all right with that. Uh, the Dolphins love taking guy from Florida. They're from Florida. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you got a freaking clue. <laughs> they don't really know what the fuck they want to do, so I think they just take anything they pick is a good pick. Yeah. Uh, then we got Atlanta. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Uh, give me a second here, guys. Well, you got twenty-three of them. Yeah. It's All hard right. to keep track when we're not crossing these people All off right, the board. Fuck it. Pick is in. They're gonna Falcons take defensive end Rashawn Gary out of the University oh. of Michigan. Uh, they need help on the end. You know, I, all, I, in all my other drafts, I haven't taken Montez Sweat. But Next pick is on the clock. Wow, what a douche. Uh, Washington, Drew Locke. Carolina. Um, fuck. This is going to be no idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> Washington needs a quarterback. Alex Smith is not going to hey, be They just up. signed a guy from the AAF like 10 minutes ago. They also have Case Keenum. Yeah. You're right, Case Keenum's leading him to the promised land. Also, your next pick is uh, on the clock. All right, well, who do I have? Carolina. 13 seconds left. Uh, (laughs) DK Metcalf. Carolina needs a big body on the outside. That's a perfect target for Cam Newton. They tried that like five years ago and didn't work. Yeah, there you go. All right, the New York Giants are on the clock. The New York Giants like quarterback Will Greer. (laughs) 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 Will Greer is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. I I, I haven't heard his name. That's what I'm saying. 
Go look up any NFL analysis. Will Greer's WVU, gonna be, baby. Will Greer's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. He's so, absolutely lights out. And you guys, you guys need a quarterback that you don't have to reach on. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Is Kyler Murray still available? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Next pick is on the clock. <laughs> the My Minnesota Vikings goodness. select Greedy Williams, defensive back. They need all kinds of help on the secondary. In my opinion, they get exposed. It's not what it used to be. And I think they need offensive line help, but I think that they'd be reaching at this point for an offensive line. You should not have said anything and waited until all 32 picks went in. Oh, I heard the other quarterbacks going. <laughs> Next pick is on the clock. Uh, who am I? Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, they picked tight end Noah Fant. And he was to Iowa. They need more playmakers. And all the tight ends are old and trash, besides Delaney Walker, but he's old. Has... Oh, gee, I wonder who's going next at Pittsburgh's pick. Yeah, Pittsburgh's picking Devin Bush for obvious reasons. To linebacker in the first round. Well, they need Shazier's <laughs> <laughs> replacement. Maybe. Has uh, TJ Hawkinson been drafted? Yes. yes next pick is on the clock. All right, Seattle Seahawks. Jonathan Abrams, safety. They need a replacement for Earl Thomas. Uh, next pick. Baltimore. Uh, wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Got to get some weapons for that team because they will suck otherwise. And in general. Next pick is on the clock. You're not helping me, Phil. Andre Dillard. All right. Houston Texans select Andre Dillard. I don't know the offensive line. Houston Texans select Andre Dillard. I know the team needs um, because that's what they fucking need. Otherwise, they're not going to have a prized possession of quarterback. Uh, Oakland Raiders are on the clock. The Oakland Raiders select Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, John consider you going to steal at that point, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's a steal. Kyler Murray's not even close to the best quarterback in this no, draft. I, I know, but the, he went the fourth, prospect He thing. was the fourth quarterback drafted. It's fine. Actually, I've heard four mock drafts over the past two days that have him not even going in the first round. But think of all the quarterbacks or position players that have been picked on hype alone. Yep. So. Yeah, I can think of a lot of them. Next pick is on the clock. DK yeah. Metcalf. So we got the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to take defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, the reason for that is because... You, so I picked last time. If he didn't tear his ACL, he would be one of the higher picks in the draft. Top five true. picks. Yeah. And the Eagles have the, have the person out to wait for him to come back. Your next pick is on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Indianapolis selects uh, running back Le'Veon Bell. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who entered back into the draft by popular demand. Ooh, dead air. No, no I can't remember. But the Indianapolis Colts select. Cornerback Byron Murphy. There you go. He's the he's the best corner in the draft. I don't know if he caught him. He wanted to do like an Irish accent real yeah, bad. Yeah, what are he you doing? Out, Byron. <laughs> you rushing me. Hey. Why are you rushing me? A couple shillelaghs, as you say. <laughs> You're on the clock. Um, running back for Alabama. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. For what team? For Oakland. Oakland's up next. Brandon Jacobs, he selected. What a fucking <laughs> draft it just had. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously, that would be down one of the best drafts in recent memory. Next pick. Uh, LA Chargers. Oh, fucking hell. I don't even know at this point. Who's been selected? Nope. <laughs> Why? You have the list. I'm not looking at it. <sighs> Running out of time. It's going to go to me. Pick say, boy, just keep bro. talking about that list over there. <laughs> Come on, Mass. You know players. Just reach if you don't know somebody. <laughs> Rocky Sin, fuck it. Ooh, uh, what a good name. Yeah, I wrote Rocky Sin because I don't know how to spell his actual name. It's Rocky Sin. Y A Sin. Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Perfect. 
Next pick is I'm on buying the clock. a jersey wherever you go. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock, and they are going to select. I can't read that. <laughs> Delta Lawrence. Dexter. 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 Dexter Lawrence. I didn't mean to ring the bell there. <laughs> I actually traded my uh, my next pick to Kyle. Um, he's going to pick for the Packers because I want to pick for New England. Yeah, so we Can got Green Bay here. Um, just because this guy fell, we're going to take Greedy Williams. Why Greedy not? Williams has already been selected. No, he hasn't. Has he not? Yeah, Greedy Williams was picked by Minnesota. Yeah, that's why. When did this happen? When I picked <laughs> for Minnesota. <laughs> um, all right, fine. All right, so by draft rules, you lose that pick. No, that's not true because we're picking DeAndre Baker. I don't think that's ever happened in the NFL draft where someone's that... picked a player that's been picked. <laughs> the funniest <laughs> thing ever. All right, then we're going to pick DeAndre Baker. Um, He's been one of the guys that everybody fell in love with. He had a bad combine, but best ball skills in the, uh, all of them. Rams? Next pick. Uh, no, this is me. Oh, fuck. Uh, the You're Rams done, here. I'm going to agree with this pick. We're going to take center Garrett Bradbury because uh, we're old center on that line. Bill Radley. Shut up over there. That was a uh, novel joke. For Shut you. up, Kendall. For you, uh, I'm talking. All right, I'm the New England Patriots. Hey, Next pick is on the clock. Only person on the clock. Oh. Hurry up. Let me quick. I'll give you some of my time. We're old. All right. Hurry up. We're old. I'm just saying we're old. All right. New England Patriots are on the clock. Since all the quarterbacks that we wanted are gone, we're going to go ahead and take tight end Irv Smith. We need somebody to replace Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's the first round of the NFL draft, everybody. Hope all right. Round, round two Thursday. starting now. All right. Go. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. First pick. There's our card. Select Elton Jenkins, center out of some college. <laughs> Texas a and San Francisco <laughs> trades their pick for all the rest of the picks. <laughs> there you go. That was the rapid fire. Boy, we I'm... forgot about Kyler Murray. I didn't. Like if I, was I t- absolutely if forgot. If I could redo this, the Dolphins would be taking that guy. That's right. what I'm listening to these picks, and I was like, was right. Kyler taking this? You got, you got five minutes. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Round one. Arizona so, Cardinals select. So Kyler Murray, it's over. Abreu hit five RBIs tonight. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. They played um, the Orioles. Oh, all right. Can we like, go back and let me pick Kyler Murray at 13? No. Can we Here's start thing, over? Though. Here's the thing. Realistically, though, I have seen a lot of mock drafts that have Kyler Murray, if he's not taken number one, falling a good distance. Because Kyler Murray is being – Kyler Murray is only be cons- being considered as the number one pick because of Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. I disagree. I will take three shots if he falls out of the top five. Write it down. I, I don't it down. think he gets past four, to be honest. I won't bet shots on it because I'm probably wrong, but I no, don't think he gets I, I would, past four. No, if he's not drafted number one overall, I don't think Oakland takes him at four. I don't they, think he, I think somebody else will t- trade up for him, though. They, they can't afford to take him at four. They need too much on defense. San Francisco doesn't need him. This to, is a defense-heavy draft, though. They can afford to do that. No, they can't. They cannot. You're going to tell me that Kyler Murray is worth more than Quinn Williams, jo- uh, Josh Allen, or Nick Bosa? I'm more happy that Devin Bush talked to me. I don't think that any of those players will be available at number four if Kyler Murray is sitting there. But I'm just saying, okay, so fine. Even Devin White, Montez Sweat, Ed Oliver. You think Kyler Murray's worth more than those players? Not Devin White. Devin, it's Devin White. Yeah, not Devin Bush, you dick. He said Devin White. I know. He's I calling said. you a dick. Oh, all right. Devin Bush like 15 times now. Motherfucker. Like, Kyler Murray's not even the best quarterback in this draft. I should have up because him. of the Arizona Cardinals Kingsbury thing. The Raiders <laughs> cannot afford to take him at four. The only option, if he, if the Cardinals keep their pick at number one and do not draft Kyler Murray, the only option for him to go top five is if the Jets give their pick up to Miami or Cincinnati. Which will happen. Not my, Miami doesn't. Cincinnati. I don't think Miami has the capital to do it. Miami needs to jump up 
eight spots. That's a lot of draft capital but, for a team that needs a lot of things. But the big thing is, Josh Jacobs is probably going for because that's what the Razors do. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of mock drafts where Kyler Murray falls out of the top twenty. I'll take three shots if he falls outside of the top five. It was five earlier. Well, hold on. Like it's got to be. Ago. It's got to be three shots. I'll bet with Massey. I'll do three. We'll bet the three shots if Kyler Murray falls out of the top five if he doesn't go number one overall. Fair. Because that that just because yeah. that's like obviously the big assumption at this point in time is that he's going to go number one. So overall. if he's not o- number one, if, if he's, he's not number one, if he, if Arizona doesn't draft him or if a team doesn't trade to number one to draft him. If Arizona holds their pick and drafts a defensive player, mm-hmm. I say that Kyler Murray falls out of the top five. All right, it's documented. Somebody gonna write it down. It'll be on the fucking podcast. But no one ever checks it. That's true. I, I mean, as of us, Rita. I, say, I think we, that. we went through that pretty quick. Because right now I'm I'm looking at like my little itinerary here. We have a Mox poll, and then we're kind of like done. So let's banter after <laughs> Mo- after Mox getting first drink poll. Well, I mean, here's here's the question I'm going to pose to you guys. I know one guy's really hyped about this MLB player. Ooh, coming Bryce up. Harper was just ejected in the fourth inning. Yeah, went after a uh, umpire. Is that what happened? Yeah, popped up on your he phone. like went to attack an umpire. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, needs to be held back from umpire after getting tossed. We don't know what the fuck happened. Cause he we have uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. making his debut soon. Mm-hmm. I do think that he wears an extra large in women's pants. <laughs> so. I mean, just just us sitting at the table here. I mean, or, and people on Facebook chime in, but do we think he has a major impact this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be any worse than what the Blue Jays are doing. That's true. Well, that's bad. not true. You could be the Orioles. Orioles aren't even playing that bad. Mm, they got beat by the White Sox twelve to three. But I mean, I guess I'm saying Which, more losing individually. To the White Sox, losing to the White Sox isn't bad. Sorry, not to you, Mark. Losing to the White Sox isn't bad, but only scoring two runs against that pitching staff is bad. It doesn't matter. Eventually, Rodon has to come out. <laughs> I think he makes immediate impact because, bless you, uh, because Jay for, Fry. For a lot of people, you know, considered him, uh, he was held back longer than perhaps he should have. Well, it's for and, that extra year. Well, control. you know, and, and but there's people like you know, you know, he's hitting this well, he's killing it. Why is he up now? And it's like, well, you know, we want to really sure up, you know, th- those kind of, you know, intangible skills. And I think that's that's definitely been refined. So I think he's he's been ready to go for a lot longer than, you know, he's been prepped for. So I think, you know, moving forward, it's going to be just like <laughs> dynamite. I'll, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't live up to the hype. Well, I, don't, I don't think that's I, – I think one of the reasons is because it, it gives him a, a presence in that lineup. Where you can't pitch to him. Because right now in that Blue Jays lineup, who, who are you afraid to pitch to? But you think he, he gets that respect right out of the gate? Yeah, because mm. who do the Blue Jays have? Who are you afraid of in that lineup? But uh, I, I understand the point you're making. But what I'm saying is is his debut game, he, they, he has that respect. They're going to a lot different. They're going to throw him breaking balls and all that stuff. He's going to walk a lot. I'm just saying, I think he's one of those guys that, that's just going to be there and bring that presence that, you know, Trout has or Harper has and guys like that. My thing is, is that even if they don't, even if they don't, I don't, I don't know that they're going to really like attack him in the strike zone because you know that, yes, even though it hasn't been in the major league level, he has that pop and he yeah. has that hereditary gene for baseball. 
and nobody wants to be remembered as you know potentially the first home run given up to what might be the best baseball player for the next 15 years. I mean, Trout, yes, is established. But, I mean, a lot of people are really high on Vlad Guerrero Jr. Nobody wants to be that guy. And I'm not saying that they're going to they're going to attack the strike zone or pitch away from him, but I think they're going to dance around the edges, and I think that he's shown even in his minor league play that he has very good plate discipline and he's not going to swing at garbage. So I think that he could very – I mean, even if his it's just – His dad did. Yeah. His, his dad swung at a lot of garbage. Yeah, and you want to know what? A lot and of those went over the fucking outfield <laughs> wall. It, it paid off for him. I just, I even if he just, even if he gets on base from walks, it's, yeah. it's an impact for the team. The other, the other side of it is, is like they're hurting without Kevin Pillar is really what this is. About. <laughs> the other side of it is, I mean, every highlight I see of this is just him hitting. I mean, what is he defensively? I, I don't know. To, I think I mean, he's an average third baseman defensively. He's a third baseman, right? Yep. He's an average third baseman. I don't think he's going to be, you know, maybe maybe down the line could have some gold glove potential. Might not reach it, but have gold glove potential. Mm. But, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like like an Arenado, you know, or, or like, you know, even like what like people are thinking Mankata might be. The thing is, is that his offensive presence is so important that that's what people are focusing on. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see the the plays that they're putting on the third because they're so focused on plus the, hitting the home run over the building. Or well, plus he also has the benefit of if he's not that good defensively, he could DH. There's a nice little unfielding that's, hitting spot. That's that what I mean. Play. Like, is he someone that we think is just going to end up being a career DH? DH? No, no. Well, especially while he's young, because you know what, it's a type of thing. Third, I think they'll be willing to take the woes at, at third base if there are first first seasons, first yep. couple season struggles. Because right. yeah, you're gonna I mean, you're gonna need him to be able to be at least an okay caliber third baseman for when you have interleague play, right. or if for injuries and you can't yeah. afford to put him in the DH spot. I, I think he'll be fine. Because you're gonna know, and, and we'll, I'm just gonna call it a blanket statement. Like in three to five years, if he's not cutting it as a position player, then like, well, well hey. He's still an incredible yeah. bat. Let's just you know, what is he's a DH guy, and you know that's not a problem. Is that how the league no, works? Yeah. I agree. So, hmm? Souls, you're yawning. How about I have a shot? Better than last week. Better than yeah. Well, past the last like last five weeks. <laughs> you gonna throw up? Not at all. <laughs> gonna go to bed though when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna watch this Phillies game. I won't be able to. I'm go to extra. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. They're down 3 1. Actually, I don't even know the score. How about that? I just told you what it was. It was 3 1. I thought it was just, you know, it was just. You know, that was the count. You got us hurt. The mass showed me a, a tweet saying that the Raiders are potentially looking at drafting Haskins fourth overall. Gross. I'm pretty terrified that the Giants are going to trade up for Kyler Murray. <laughs> I don't want that. Giants aren't going to move. The Giants are going to draft a defensive player at six. I think they go defense at six, quarterback at seventeen. I think if you, I think if you guys, regardless of what happens, the rest of the draft for every other team, I honestly believe if you guys get Ed Oliver at six, which is very possible, yep, and Will Greer at seventeen, I think five years from now you guys will be looked at as having one of the best drafts in NFL history. Will Greer, so. If you listen to like NFL Serious Radio, I, I, I don't know if you have Serious, but if you, you know, they have like the morning show with people like Charlie Weiss is on there, longtime mm-hmm. Patriots guy, Tommy Brady, you know, guy who brought Tommy Brady into the Patriots organization, not single handedly, but you know, helped yeah. that whole era of the, uh, 
great guys. Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller, the two guys that do the, the great NFL analysis. I love Jim and Pat. They, they have never, they don't miss anything. All these guys talking about Will Greer being an absolute slept-on guy that could very easily be the best quarterback in this draft. It's just, he hasn't, there's no team that's set on Will Greer. Like, the Cardinals are being reported yeah. to be set on Kyler Murray. Like, the Broncos are being set to on Drew Locke. You know, like, there's those reports of those teams being set on those guys. In other words, Will Greer's going to be like, who's going to be the who's going to be the team that wants to take that chance in the first round? He could fall in the second round. You might be able to get him. He, he You know, anybody drafting him in the first round could be considered a reach. But I think that that, that guy is going to be a stud, and I think that he going him going to the Giants is the best case scenario because he's guaranteed a year of learning. Yeah. He's not going to be thrown to the Wolves immediately. I mean, for me... Um... I think if the Giants draft a quarterback, because I'm still not convinced they draft a quarterback in the first round this year. Um, I think it's that Daniel Jones kid. But I'm, I'm still convinced the Cardinals take Kyler Murray and the Giants trade for Josh Rosen. And don't care for that either. But Why? I, I don't like Rosen. Why? Because I, do, I, I don't think he's that good. Um, I want to see... Go Some type his, of a mobile quarterback. Go, he has the ability to be a mobile quarterback. Go look at his draft analysis from last year. But but he he's he's stiff. I don't I don't know. I just he, I he I got, personally he, don't think he he's got that thrown good. into a shitty system too he early. Did. Absolutely. And it's not it's not even that he was thrown into a shitty system. It's just that he was thrown in he was thrown into the 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 field of play before that he should have been thrown into play. I personally don't think any quarterback should be drafted and start week one. No. I don't think any quarterback should be drafted and start season one at all. I think every quarterback should be drafted and sit under – even if it's somebody shitty. Even if you draft somebody and have them sit under A.J. McCarron. <laughs> have them sit. Learn. Learn your system. Learn and see what works on the offensive line from a visual stand-back standpoint. Not from a, oh, shit, here they are. Like, oh, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Because like, that, that's when bad decision-making – and that's when bad habits form. Josh Rosen was get, Josh Rosen has the best natural arm talent out of last year's quarterback draft. Josh Rosen can throw the ball deeper than anybody else in that draft, except for maybe Josh Allen. Josh Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know. I, I will say, though, the, the big thing with Rosen that impressed me, especially over these last just couple weeks, is with all this speculation around Murray and that, you know, I'm sure reporters asking him, what does he think about the team ready to, like, move on from him, that – the guy showed up for all the OTA like he was. He just opened up recently, saying that he doesn't like he's not a fan of the chatter and he wants to stay put. I still think that this is part of the Cardinals' smokescreen. They came to him day one and said, "We're building this up to trade this first pick. You are the guy. That's it. Keep your mouth shut. We're fine." I mean the the other side of it is too, and um, I forget whatever radio show I was listening to, but they were making a note that like there's the new coach. And there's a lot of the front office guys that are kind of on the hot seat. So they may go all in to give Cliff full control of bringing who you want, who you think you'll be successful with to kind of save their jobs type deal. I mean, right. it's it's just another viewpoint, I guess, but I, I don't know. But who's to say that it won't be an end for them either, for Kingsbury and Murray? Say that again? I'm sorry. They gave up on 
you know, if they do draft Murray, they gave up on their head coach and their quarterback after a year. Yeah. What if they? What if? What if they go two and fourteen? Yeah. That's what, that's what, what I mean. A, what a bizarre happening for 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 one year like that. The problem like, was is that they didn't get who they wanted for a head coach, so they picked somebody, and then this record matched what they kind of thought they got, and that was kind of what happened. And it was it was bullshit. If you, if you the person you want, if Kingsbury was the person they wanted all along, you ride it out with whoever you had until Kingsbury becomes available. Yeah. You don't bring in a fucking placeholder for a year. Yeah. All that did was fuck with every right. young person on that roster. Very, Anybody twenty four and under was completely just yeah. like what the fuck now. Poor management, and you know it's just what? one of those things. You learn from it. Hopefully, does, it, does anyone know what was Steve Wilkes' contract with the Cardinals when they when they hired him? It was it was nothing insane. I mean, it's the type of thing like you know you're like when the the firing was like so why did that even occur? But it wasn't like it was like a, an eight year deal. It was just it was it was very kind of very simplistic. Yeah. If it was three, then you know that's what it was. The three is, for whatever. The Cardinals ever wanted Steve Wilkes. They didn't. No. But it, 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 I think Paul, he just. I think Paul was, was It was a settling. And they wanted Kingsbury. But that's what I mean. I mean, if they and signed wasn't him for like five years, right. or like that, that would be kind of. It was two years. It was, was it really? It was just, it was they, they settled. They settled. You know, Riddler just said it. Yeah. It was kind of like. You know, here, here's a placeholder. They, we they got guy. anxious and fired the head coach before they had what they thought was the replacement ready to go. Right. Who was it and, that uh, got fired? Well, um, the GM at the time got into some trouble. No, the uh, head coach. Who was the head coach of the Cardinals two years ago? Uh, Bruce Arians. Bru- Bru- well, but it, there, there was someone between Arians and Wilkes, wasn't there? I don't think so. No, there might not. I think been. Bruce Arians just retired. Bruce Arians wasn't out of football for only one year. I think so. I think Bruce was out longer than that. No, I think he only was because remember uh, I brought up the point like, could you imagine being a Cardinals fan and like, you know, hey, I'm done with football, and he jumps right back into it. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to enjoy my family. Wilkes had a four year deal with the Cardinals. Really, that's a lot more than I anticipated. That's what I mean. So I don't know. I mean, to me, well, I think I think it was one of those things. Give him the contract and just hope it. And, you know, who knows? Maybe this works out. You know, with the team option for a fifth. What What was his NFL experience prior? He's with the Panthers. But but with uh, defensive what, coordinator for how, for how long? I think. He was with the Carolina Panthers from 2012 to 14 as a D-backs yeah, coach, assistant coach from 15 to 16, assistant coach and defensive coordinator right. 17. And there you go. So no no greenhorn as uh, the head coach say. from 2004 to 2006 was where it was at. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. <laughs> Dennis Green. Gotta love Dennis. R.I.P. Hamilton. Gotta love, uh, was it Chuck Pagano, who the Rams uh, beat two years ago, 46 like six. He came back out and he's like, Yeah, the 49ers kicked our ass real bad. Can't talk shit about him. That's my defensive coordinator. <laughs> oh my god, you guys have Chuck Pagano as your defensive coordinator? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Not paying attention to that. No, he's a good coordinator, he just can't coach. Let's see what happens. Beer reviews, anybody? Yes. Go ahead, Red Baron. Me first. I like it. Actually, I saved the box for this one. I'm actually sitting on it currently. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no one thought it was funny. I didn't think it was funny either. Um, <laughs> one thing I really liked in the box, double dry hopped, extreme, atomic, 11.1%. It's the first triple IPA I've ever had from Six Point. It's That's the DDH. Have I had a previous triple yep. IPA? Could you could you tell me what it is? Yep, the Imperial Exclusive Bang. On the show, have I had it? Oh, you didn't say on the show. You just said the first triple IPA I've ever had. I don't know. 
I tasted that one before, but anyway. You drank three of them. DDH, high and res. yourself. Six from Six Point, uh, New York, Tennessee, 11.1%. About $15, we'll call it a pop for a four-pack. Uh, golden straw in color. Uh, aromas of citrus, earthy, and floral notes. Uh, flavor, citrusy, floral. Very easy drinking. Um, high percentage, obviously, which I'm really into. Uh, not filling at all. Um, after having three, I'm working on my fourth, actually, right now. Feeling pretty darn good. Uh, four stars. <laughs> Would I get it again? Absolutely. Six point. Excellent work. Mock. How did he make that noise? What? Book. Close the book. Oh! Wow. I thought he, like, shot a cork off. I was like, what? <laughs> How did he do that? Muzzle <laughs> <laughs> It is Passover. The uh, Gambrinus, excellent. It, it's a fantastic drinking beer. Um, they're super cheap over in the Czech Republic. I think this can was like $1.80. Um, this is one of my more go-to beers when I'm out there. So I gave it four stars. You guys would like it, but I don't have any more. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> but I, I do. I enjoy this beer a lot. It's a good one. I had a super duper little citra tonight. Tell Kyle um, how much you hate it. I'm not going to review it because of how many times Kyle's had it on the no, show. No, review so, it. All right. Well, your Hunker opinion Brewing matters. Here in Connecticut, uh, straw color, citrusy taste, shocking. I know. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Is Pilsner Urquell um, just brewed by Pilsner Urquell? Yes. Okay. Well, you're sitting next to me, bro. It it was it's better to go down because obviously it's a double IPA. Um, it doesn't have a very bad aftertaste that I'm used to with the double IPAs though. Um, strong alcohol content, being that it's a double IPA. Uh, three stars. Eh, sure, I'd get it again. I'm sorry. What kind of beer was it? I said three stars. No, the, what was the type of beer? It wasn't a double IPA. It was. Yeah. I just wanted to hear you say it again. Okay. Double IPA. <laughs> Said Double it like eight, eight times. <laughs> yeah. So I had a Bengali. That's how you say it. Bengali. Bengali. <laughs> A-O-I. <laughs> except after Y. Is the saying. Uh, again. Please private stock for that. Whatever. Do it. I don't care. Kyle, the, how was your beer? It, it started off rocky. Then as I started drinking it, it got better. I probably wouldn't get it again. No? No. Okay. I gave it a one. Oh, oh wow. Well, it wasn't good, man. Listen, it's his preference. It, it was I, great. I, I it was great. Surprised. I've had better. Like, this fucking beautiful thing. I've had better? As he drinks a private stock. Yeah, <laughs> your question. Shoot. Have you had better? Th- than that beer? Yeah. Of, of course I have. Then but I just have a wider spectrum of things I've had. You also suck at... At what? At what, Kyle? Tell me. No, say it. At fantasy sports, is that what you're looking for? You lost to somebody who didn't even know he was playing. Fantasy football, you suck at. Oh, wow. The guy who won? Wow. Can you believe it? The guy who beat Kyle twice that year? The guy who lost to Zach Stacy? Yeah. The guy that also lost every year besides that, and I won twice since that. Maka's yet to win. Sorry. So so what he did is he, he used your loss as a linchpin for his victory. That sounds like a bad winner right there. No. You never claimed ooh, to be a good winner. Well, I can't beat me. He knows. Kyle cheats every <laughs> season. And refuses to admit his yeah. luck is a factor. 
It's not. He's not. admitted it to is. me. It, it is. He's said it, it to me before. No, it's not. It, it is. It absolutely it is. is. The guy picked Eddie Lacy with the first pick. Kyle, Any person Kyle, with a brain Kyle, would have known Kyle. he wasn't going to be that good. Kyle, are you fucking serious? <laughs> are you fucking serious, Kyle? You, a person who pays attention to every fucking thing that matters about yeah. anything fantasy, who preaches to every person who ever picks up a cell phone to play a fantasy game, says to not research... Eddie Lacy was the number one running back to go that year. And that was a mistake, that year. and we all told you that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You dummy. I, I tried you, to trade for Eddie Lacy. You idiot soul. I would have never drafted him number one. I'm sorry. You idiot soul. Jeff wouldn't have. Pat wouldn't have. Even Kyle, Pat wouldn't Kyle, have. You know what's funny? Hindsight. Pat might have only Pat been auto draft. Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight Vito's is 2020. And Kyle, I'll tell you what. You would never worn glasses ever playing fantasy football. Thank you so much. What All right. Fuck did he just say? <laughs> muted me. I muted you. It didn't matter. <laughs> he didn't talk. Because you're wrong. Brother, how was your beer? I'm not wrong. God, it's in hindsight. We'll see what happens next year. There's a reason why. It's in hindsight. Hold on. Hold on. If you get. Take Eddie Lacy this year. <laughs> I, I, I will. I'll take him first overall. If he, if he makes it to Kyle's squad, defense, though. He's with the Ravens. He drafts Chris Gregg every year. That's the last pick. <laughs> but then you give players. up your IR spot for him. <laughs> well, I, somebody does what, get I, injured. I only ran to that situation once. And, it was and you pick from the same division every year. You always pick the Chargers. I like those players. And, you know, it yeah, works you're out. right. You might like those players, but they're not the best fantasy players. <sighs> Kyle, you're taking one player from one fantasy situation. and you, you, We literally you just it. said you picked the entire Chargers and you agreed. Yeah, I mean, no, you, no, I've, you're I've, missing. You the... traded for Mike Williams. <laughs> I didn't trade for Mike Williams. I picked him up. He's never been. No one ever drafts him. That's why I picked. him I up. I drafted him. I cut him. And I picked him up. I didn't trade for him. But then you wrote him out for the because whole year because he wasn't producing. Kyle, the Eddie Lacy argument is garbage, and I'll tell you it's why. It's Not Kyle. It is. It is Kyle because you, a person who preaches to death, to death for research. And for, you know, oh, you know, if you don't read this and that and, and not use any logic whatsoever, he's not going to be. Kyle. So if you did your research and you did your logic. And what's that, Kyle? You would have never picked Eddie Lacy with the first that's pick. That's untrue. That's untrue. Yeah. Because you, Kyle, because you, you, you know, you, you Can follow. I ask you a question? Yes, sir. If Yahoo Fantasy Sports ranked him as the number two overall player that year, would you have picked him number one? Perhaps. I think I would. I wouldn't have. Kyle, you say in hindsight. No, I would have picked him at number Kyle, fucking you seven. Say, Kyle, you say in hindsight. Because you know why? We're, 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 what, five years removed from the league now? You say in hindsight. Can they and hear Kyle, him right now? Yeah, what? they can hear me. Did you unmute him? Oh, yeah, he's been unmuted this whole time. But in the same in the same breath, who did you take first overall last year? David Johnson. And I made a mistake, and I traded. Well, no, no, no but that was different, though. David Johnson didn't play well. Because of a bad offensive line and because, but, uh, but the because point of I'm mild making... injury, Eddie Lacy didn't play well because he was terrible. He but was he fat. he came off a great season last year. No, he didn't. No, the uh, year Lacey, yeah, the yeah. year before you right. No, but I came off I of an above average season. It was a it wasn't mistake. a great season. And then I traded him. Eddie Lacy was the number one overall rated running back because he was on the Packers, not because he came off of a great. season. That's why. Well, then why did every fantasy you know squad? You know, the people who and are in charge everybody of... everybody that took Eddie Lacy with that pick finished in last place. Well, that that's an incorrect statement because that's an entirely, you know, it's an arbitrary statement. It's just like making. how people... How, how you, you, so you pick Eddie Lacy and then you also pick, you know, for, for example, if Aaron Rodgers had a good year, if you also picked, you know, uh, if Wes Welker at the time, if he had a big year. And, you know, it, it's an arbitrary statement, Kyle. 
It's arbitrary. It's in hindsight. You're saying because you took it, you, you, you took Wes Welker? No, I'd never pick Wes Welker. I'm, I'm, sure? God, why would I? The point I'm making is... Dude's a Bronco. I think the luck that comes from fantasy football is just based off injury, but not I, based off drafting. I would agree with that 100%. It's purely off injury, nothing else. I, I don't think it's, it's based off drafting. Not if it sure, it, of course it's. Every houses. year... But David Johnson a was a perfect example. Everybody. But David Johnson was banged up and played behind the worst offensive line in football that wasn't supposed <laughs> to be that bad. And, and you can tell it's entirely, his, it's his entirely arbitrary. I don't think I would have ever taken And David I can tell you this. And I took David Johnson for you, and he produced for me. Entirely arbitrary. David Johnson produced for me. Uh, I the point games with him. I can tell you this, that everybody that I picked and traded for. There was logic behind? Yeah. I took David Joshua because of we played a PPR league. He wasn't doing good, so I made a trade to pick up Saquon Barkley. That's Did, not what the trade was. Yeah, it was. I thought you traded David Johnson to Kendall. No, David Johnson went to me. Who did you trade? Oh, no, David Kendall? Johnson did go to Kendall, and then I took David yeah, Johnson. You traded David Johnson to oh, Julio, Julio Jones. Yeah. <coughs> well, don't act like you. That was just a bad trade. <laughs> Coming from the guy. From yeah. <laughs> Coming from the guy who date raped his Here's brother. I'm sorry. What Fuck was Kyle the, what if he says anything because he approved both trades before I sent them. Well, really hold on. Well, no, he didn't approve it. They just didn't get vetoed. What no, was this trade? Before they were sent, for, I talked to him. What was it, girly for what? Sony Michelle and Stefan Dix. Yeah. Yeah. He approved it. The league approved it. Kyle, I talked to you before the trade was sent. I said sent. it was okay. I didn't say it was great. I didn't say it was great. I said it was okay. Yeah. And guess what? It bit you in the ass. No, I just didn't win. <laughs> Amari Cooper bit me in the ass. <laughs> he wasn't on my team. Fuck that guy. That I remember. We'll see what happens this year. I'm not playing. Paul, you no, said that every you year. Play. You guys made me play last year. <laughs> I did not want to play. You because made it's me fun play. To play I'll, with friends. I'll take your spot. You guys aren't my friends. You're my coworkers. Oh, that's not <laughs> nice. You have to actually pay attention to it this time. I'm not paying attention to baseball. No, no. The year that we had you in it, you didn't pay attention. I yet. didn't know football that. You also drafted all Rams when they were <laughs> terrible. Yes, I did. Actually, that was the year Kendall won. Yeah, guess what Ram you didn't get? No. Zach fucking no, Stacy. No, I did end up getting Zach Stacy. You did Stacy. it two years ago. No, you didn't. He did, kept it was not two years it. ago. Oh. No, that was the, no, 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 no. It was not no, two the, years the ago. The year he did it wasn't the year that... No, that was the year Chris won. That no, wasn't I, the, I the year he did it was the year Christian Gaffey won. he did it two years ago. It was no. not two years ago because we were in sophomores. It was, and it was the year Kendall won because we did the draft at Kyle's house. That was the night I met you. No, Christian Kessie won that year. It was the year after. No. Did Social Pat ever win one or did he no, lose? Pat lost. I don't know. Pat always starts out about 8-0 and oh and then. <laughs> no, I think Pat did win one. Pat had some good years. No. He, he lost to me. Pat lost the... to you. Yeah. Pat lost to you, then Mock lost to you, then Pat lost to you, then I lost to Jeff. Review. I'm the Buffalo Bills yeah, yeah. of fantasy football. I've been How was your beer, Paul? <laughs> uh, which one? Uh, both. You can pick one. I have three. <laughs> oh, both. I want to hear the Pilsner one. All right, so I had the No Brainer, which is an IPA from Victory from Downington, Pennsylvania, 6.8%. Uh, straw colored, bread and grainy in aroma, and bread and citrusy in flavor. It was bland, but very serviceable. Could drink about 50 of them. Um, three and a half stars, so maybe get it again. After that was the Pilsner Urquell from Pilsner Urquell from Moxine Washable. Uh, it cost $3, and in Europe, they don't put the ABV on the can. It, it's on there somewhere, cause like it's usually, but maybe that's because it's a special can. 4.9. I, 
I also think they measure it differently over there. I don't know how, but yeah. Golden color and straw colored, bread and weedy aromas, bread and grainy flavors. Uh, it's pretty much what you expect from a pilsner in terms of flavor. Uh, heavy on the wheat, very flavorful. It's a filling beer. Um, I gave it three stars and said, sure, I'd get it again, but the availability is probably not there. Um, I'm going <laughs> to skip some pages here. You can get it uh, the American version, which is better. No, no, no. Yes, it's it's terrible here. It's not terrible. It's just terrible compared to this one. It, it's terrible because it's in the green bottles, and it's skunked. It's and not then I finished off with the open mic and oat-soaked IPA from Funk Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. Five and a half percent. Straw-colored. A lot of straw-colored beers today. Uh, citrusy and skunky in aroma and citrusy and floral in notes. Very flavorful. Mild citrus, mild skunk. Very filling. Give it three and a half. I said, sure, I'd get it again. <laughs> Where can they listen to us? Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's sucking at fantasy football or sucking at fantasy football. <laughs> Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we're there. Or internet radio show. Yes. Check us out every Monday night here on the PPR and Radio Network from 8 to 11-ish. Uh, be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show tomorrow and Wednesday night from 7.30 to 10.30. Kendall and I will be there tomorrow. Um, check out all the other good stuff. Download the PPRN app. I think, what was it, Kendall? There were 60 away from 1,000 or something like that? They're very close to 1,000. So if you what know if I, anyone... I uninstall it and redownload it? Not sure oh. if that counts. Okay. What the <laughs> shot, though? I'm going to try to wait for that number to creep up, and then once it gets like the 9.95 mark, <laughs> I'm going to download no, I'm download it on my iPad. It's going to be the thousandth person. Peter has to blow me. There's a prize coming your way if you're the guy. That's not true. No, there is. He, he's, <laughs> there made, is. he's made mention I don't of know it. how he's going to know who's the thousandth, but there's no, a prize. He can track You can track it by the... You know, he can be like, oh, it's an iPhone It's an iPhone 4 yeah, yeah, yeah. in New Jersey. He can track it. Oh. So. Perfect. But yeah, download the app. Check us out. We're on there. I'm going to hit install with my cock. All right. So, yeah. 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 Well, until next week when we recap the Oh, what's up, Evan Gladney? Ooh, nice. Tuning in. Thank you, Evan. Facebook told me it's his birthday. Nice. Happy birthday. (laughs) It might have been yesterday. We have no song for you. Souls, you got anything? Happy birthday, Evan. (laughs) Um, We'll be back next week. We'll do some NFL draft recap as well as some more breakdown of the NBA and NHL playoffs. Yeah. Do your fucking homework, boys. Do it. Do it good. Never. You guys are all fired. So until next week when I do Getting Sports or Drunk solo, <laughs> I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Nah. I'm Bow Souls. The Mask Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs>